Alone time in my laughing place. Time to relax, grab myself a bribeberry, and listen to mouse rants. What's mouse rants? Ah, you scared me, Brad Bear. Sorry. How's it that you never heard of mouse rants? <laughs> what is it? Some sort of podcast? Why, yes, it is. But remember, mouse rants contain strong language that you or someone with you may find inappropriate. If y'all easily offended or have no interest in Disney, it's time to be turning around. <laughs> inappropriate language? Well, that's offensive. Thanks anyway. <laughs> Ooh, I don't got that Brad Bear again! <laughs> I love my laughing place! Brad Bear, you idiot! You gonna let Brad Rabbit get away again! How you gonna do that when you go on Tuesday and over here? We get down to the Brad Bear with us with good scars! Oh, Jay-Z, you know what's up, You gotta see that! Well, let's find it out! Why don't we listen to some Mouse Rants? another day that was low yeah. oh man i can't <laughs> go that low that sucks uh good morning good morning or afternoon is it or evening whatever it is depending on when you listen to it it could be uh in in space-time. What space-time? Space-time? I don't know. Like in... Uh, like the space-time continuum? Oh, maybe it's a space-time continuum. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to Mouse... Shut up! I'm just introing. No nonsense. God damn it. No nonsense. Fuck! No nonsense! Oh, it's a pantyhose. No nonsense. I like no... I don't really like no nonsense. It's fine. Yeah, I like no nonsense. The pantyhose. Ladies, am I right? Fine. <laughs> Only women will understand me. Or she's got big knockers. Or men who, uh, well, drag queens. Yeah, I am the werewolf. All right. Welcome to Mouse Rants, episode one hundred and four. One hundred and four people. How's it going, everybody? I think episode 108 should be about Lost, don't you think? Oh, yeah, it should be. Makes sense. The Lost episode? Yeah, so most people who, if you haven't watched Lost, uh, this might not even happen. But if it does happen, if you haven't seen Lost and you're planning on it, episode 108 is probably something you want to avoid. Anyway, that might not even happen, so you can forget I said that. Uh, I'm your host, Jerry Skits. With me, as always, my co-host, Simone DeMilo. How you doing, Simone? I'm doing I-eat-sups. Oh, shit. Oh, fucking shit. How was your week? It was fine. Too much sun today. Is that a bad thing? We haven't had sun in fucking years. Yeah, I don't like summer. It's too fucking hot. Oh, Jesus Christ. I would rather have, like, a nice little summer, but then, like, have it be cold when you get home. Oh, like an icebox? Not, like, like cold, but, like, cool. Cool. Nice nice air without having to fucking put the air on and pay for it. 
Um, so last week we talked about Escape from Tomorrow, which was a film that was filmed partly inside the parks and everybody hated. Yes. But they're all wrong. Yes, everyone stinks. So I think that this week we're going to talk about a film that was filmed partly inside the parks um, and everybody hated, <laughs> but they're all wrong. Yes. But not the same one as last time. Today we're going to be talking about Tomorrowland. Which, Tomorrow's uh, land. Tomorrowland. Or just Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland. <laughs> now is the time and stuff. Or something. Oh, Jesus Christ. We have even more assholes this time. Gabe has made a return. Oh, God. That's right. More fucking millennial Gabe. Fucking Gabe. Yes. We also have uh, old friends who have returned as well, which we'll bring up when we get there, um, as well as a new enemy. Oh, shit. And this person is out of her fucking mind, Simone. Oh, this is like uh, that, that that thing with Bob Cratchit or whatever. The thing with the ghosts uh, from past, present, and future. It's like that. <laughs> yeah! You, you mean the cr- Christmas Carol? No, Christmas Carol. How yeah. is this anything like Christmas I Carol? I was like, yeah, because we have past, present, and future. The other people are past. This person, Gabe, is, is present? He's present, yeah, because like we just, you know... Wouldn't the new person be present? No, right now, because we haven't done this, <laughs> At this yet, moment. it's the future. At this moment, it's the future. <laughs> it's only a couple minutes of the future. Why can't the episode just be? It is called Tomorrowland. Oh, yeah. The whole episode is the future. The whole, the whole thing is in the future. Fine. Yes. Okay. Everything that we, like everything we're about to talk about is all in the future anyway. All right. Except when they listen to it, it'll be in the past. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it'll be in the past. Now. For them, everything's going to be in the past. Yes. For them, it'll, it'll still be in the future, but we would have recorded it, so it's also in the past. Oh, God damn it. My it's been done. Sense. Everything's been done already, oh. but they don't know that. Mm, that's true. So as they're listening to it, they believe it's going to be the future. Yes. But in reality, it's the past for us. Yes. Baked potato. Baked potato. Baked potato. Baked potato. Baked potato. Baked potato. Potato. Linger longer. You weren't even here that day. That was just no. a me episode. Holy oh, shit. Baked potato, whatever you... Uh, whenever, baked potato. I'll, I'll baked tell you. Baked potato. Oh, baked potato. Baked potato. Linger longer. Uh, <laughs> okay. So Leah and the group recommended we watch something that's going to bridge the gap between Escape from Tomorrow and Tomorrowland. Oh, shit. But it doesn't have anything to do with tomorrow. But I guess they filmed the parks... I, I, I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. I thought I would wait. This is one of these rare occasions where both of us haven't seen it. Usually I've seen it and you haven't. Yeah. But today, nobody's seen Well, I'm sure everybody's seen it, but I'm just late to the fucking party, as always, because I don't follow, like, meme culture or whatever no, it is. I don't either. But um, I guess it can't be that big. It's only got 686,000 views. It's not like, it's not into viral world yet. Oh, that's true. It's not, well, that's viral. Nah, it's not viral. No, viral's got to be a million more. Has to be a million. They're like not quite a million. That's a rule. So, but this is something we haven't seen. So, uh, this is something called Missing in the Mansion. Disneyland proposal goes horribly wrong in the Haunted Mansion. Okay. Already I have a problem with this because they're repeating the word mansion. But Yeah, we don't like that. Yeah, so let's, let, let's do this and then we'll get into Tomorrowland and into all the crazy shit. Uh, I'm sure this might be crazy shit too. And this could be awful. And if this is awful, then we can just blame Leah. Okay. So, Leah, you, this better be fucking good yeah. because if it's not, fuck you. <laughs> but you. But, you know, probably not fuck you. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe fuck you, maybe not fuck you. Ready? Yes, ready.
On July 6, 2012, three friends went missing. I'm sure they did. They were last seen at the Disneyland Resort in Anaheim, California. A cast member working in Lost and Found discovered a camera that belonged to them containing the following footage. It has not been altered in any way. Oh, okay. Oh, so it's so like this is Blair, Blair Witch. Witch. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, face. <clears throat> Shut up. He wants to be James Gunn. Hello. My name is Kevin Randall. Is and you? I am applying for an internship with Walt Disney Imagineering. First of all, he would never make it. No. Second of all... Why would you say that? And why does he sound scared? He does sound scared. Well, because he's going to talk about something scary. Yeah, but he's talking about, about he's going to be applying. He's going to be applying. He hasn't so even applied yet. Okay. If something scary happened, wouldn't you not want to apply? Yeah. I guess we don't know the story yet. Yeah. I'm looking at... I have that book. Um, I have nothing else. But I do want that Dreamfinder yeah, and Figment right there. Yeah. yeah. That's very cute. I think I had that Goofy hat a long time ago. Probably. I think a lot of people have that one. That I seems like something my mom would have. Yeah. Stupid. Okay. okay. Yeah, it is stupid. Hi, my name is Kevin. Oh. So it's like a cut into his thing, man, man, man. You know, castle in the background. Yeah. I think it looks good, man. I think so, like. This guy thinks he's Gaston. <laughs> Some guy who looks like a fake Gaston. Oh, look, there's a proposal going on. <laughs> it's obviously fake. So fake. <laughs> It's not the fucking haunted mansion. No. I don't know what's happening yet. It's so fake. Oh my god, at least be better actors. Yeah, seriously, you're a little higher. I bet you these people are actors, but they're in Florida, so you know. They're in no, Disneyland, so they're in uh, oh, California. California. Oh yeah, you know this. Well, there's a lot of people in LA who can't act. Yeah, yeah. only 20% probably can. <laughs> if <laughs> even. <laughs> So I guess you're happy. Obviously, I'm here. Nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that Michelle Williams? Did you have any idea? Um, yeah. yeah. Well, because, only because we don't go to Club 33 all the time. <laughs> oh, God. What the fuck are they even talking about? They're not even at Club 33. They're not even at Club 33. Like, if you were, okay, say you got an opportunity to go to fucking Club 33, wouldn't you want to propose at Club 33 and not fucking, like, outside of, like, you know, the castle or whatever? Well, Im- like, imagine they didn't let you. Like, they're like, oh, so that's how hoity-toity they are? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's true. They, they no probably proposals, don't want... No bringing attention to yourself at Club 33. When you're at Club 33, everything's about Club 33. Mm. Oh, that's probably what actually happens. <laughs> that's what it should be. Missing in Club 33, yeah. everybody's dignity. Apparently, they have uh, free tampons in there. Oh, yeah? In the bathrooms, yeah. I want one. Like, take some Club 33 tampons. <laughs> I think they're probably just regular Kotex shit. Imagine they send Club 33 on them. Oh, yo, I, the, I take all the tampons. But then when they're used, it turns into, like, freaking like, a Mickey head when you pull it out. Ew. It just goes... That's disgusting. Mickey head. Ew. Well, and people, t- like, Instagram that shit. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, look at my Club 33 yeah. But, like, people will be like, I'll use it when I'm not on my period, and then just take it out, and it'll work. But no, 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 no. It has to be blood. It has to be period it, blood. Right, specifically. Yes. And it has to be Otherwise a lot. It, it activates it. It's right. like, uh, you know, those fucking like, color changing things like My Little Pony. When yeah. I added My Little Pony, that was color, you know. <laughs> it doesn't matter how much they rub their clit and get themselves all wet and shit. It's not, it's not water that does it. It's specifically period blood. I, I love that like fucking like, vaginas apparently like, like have water coming out of them. Well, I meant like liquid. Oh, okay. Not water. I'm, I was using water as... Fuck you. Yeah. It could be pee. How about that? That's, oh. that's water-based. Oh, God. 
It's not? It is, yeah, but I'm just like, imagine like people just like peeing like on the table. Trying to get it to like turn into the Mickey head? Nope. No. It's gotta be blood. Mm. <laughs> so, how does it feel to have Jess in the family? Uh, what? Are they just related? Feels good. Congratulations, Jess. Thanks, Kev. Oh, did you hear about the- Oh, God, it's so fake. Uh, so fake. Yeah. Sprinted. Ooh, but nice. it's so pretty. At least, like, uh, yeah. Blair Witch, like, well, they were oh, decent that's, actors. That's close. Yeah. That's, that's real close. That's a good start. This is for your mom. I need her to like me. What? She likes you. Okay, guys. What do you oh. have to say to mom? I'm driving. Like a- okay. What The difference between Blair Witch and what you're doing, nobody turns their camera on and off so much. No, that, that was ridiculous. That I, never happens. I get the, the idea of things are happening constantly at different times, but yeah. Blair Witch... It's like, it was, I mean, first of all, Blair Witch was awful. I'm not going to mince words there. Mm. Blair Witch sucked. But at least they knew what they were doing. Cloverfield, too. They knew what they were doing. The camera stayed on for the right amount of time that a camera would stay on. Sometimes you just turn it on to say a couple things, but nobody turns it on and off again. Next scene. That wouldn't happen. No, this would never happen. No, maybe once because you accidentally turned it on, and that I think they did in Cloverfield. Uh, But this is ridiculous. This is, Absurd. Uh. Oh, oh my god. Oh, they're all the teacups. Oh. Okay, kiss me before you get too sick. Oh my god. Boom! <laughs> I keep forgetting it's Sissy Man. I was like, where are they? Oh, this would never happen! Small. Oh yeah, he's like uh, like uh, showing like someone's penis size. <laughs> he just made like you know a small side. Where is it going? Where is it? Look at my hair. Come on, focus. Hey Jess. <laughs> that was the most realistic uh, thing they've done so far. Yeah. Because I that. No, they're just turning on the camera and saying hi, them smiling and walking away. Yeah. That, to me, was the most realistic thing I've seen today. Because yeah. that's like a normal thing. Yeah. I'm sure we'll never see that again. No. The wildest ride in the way. I hope you drop the camera, you fucking asshole. Oh, my God. We get it. You're kissing. That wouldn't even happen that much. You're fucking... You pick your wedgie already. Paradise. Take a look. That wouldn't have happened. You wouldn't have said, take a look. You just want to take it. It's just a stupid rumor. Oh, God. Come on. Acting is terrible. Come on. He looks so much like his son. Kevin was more believable as fucking Vincent Valentine. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I yeah. This acting is horrendous. I'm proposing. I wonder if they auditioned for this. Uh, I really hope oh, not. God. I don't they're think like, so. Oh, I'm, I'm sure they're all friends. Video. They're friends and they think they can act. That's what this yeah, is all can't. about. Tell us why you're afraid. Come on. This guy I work with said that a little boy died. Did he? And his mom cremated him and spread his ashes on the ride. No. It's just that's, a rumor. That's what he said. No. Okay, first of all, even if that is true, which it probably is. Probably is. Who cares? What does that have to do with anything? What does that have to do with anything? Oh, his mom spread his ashes on the ride. So what? First of all, it doesn't make any sense. Why would you spread? If you spread your ashes on the Haunted Mansion, guess what? 
it's going to be cleaned up. Yep. If you spread your ashes in like water, then you could always technically always be there. Yeah. Technically. Technically. Until they turn the water off and then refresh everything, oh. which happens probably all the time. Probably. Got to do a lake. Got to do a lake. Doesn't make sense yeah. anyway, any other way. I think it's more than a rumor. I've read it on the blogs. The what? boy is named Joshua, okay. and uh, he died of leukemia about 36 years ago. I wish his name was... And they say that the cast members here see him appear <laughs> and cry every year on the anniversary of his death. And that's today. Your acting oh, is terrible. Oh, this happens to me today. Yeah. Sure, sure. He always blames me for everything. <laughs> I know it's real because I saw it on a blog. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah, but I hope she dies. Excuse me, have you ever seen anything strange on this ride? Like, unexpected, like... If you stop recording, I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, really? Is it that serious? Whoa. Why was she so bad? That was the worst part of the She's acting like she's at the fucking Hall of Presidents. Joshua! Joshua! Okay, this sucks. Why are you being so annoying while people are trying to enjoy the ride? I know! You're an asshole! Go fuck yourself! You're ruining everybody else's time. There's always my way. Ah. Ah. Stop! Stop it! Freaks me out. Not right. Is he gonna come back on if she's not gonna be there anymore? No, she she has to be there to scream, be a scream for you. It has to be someone else who's going. She's really upset. Scott? Whoops. She just walked away from them. This would not happen. Were they like. Scott? No, it's Scott who's gone. Or is it Steve? Steve? Kevin? Scott? Steve? Oh, now they're going Blair Witch from Blair Witch. Yeah, not, it's more, this is more like the Paris Hilton video. Look at her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not an animal. I'm not an animal. She looks like an ugly... <laughs> Doesn't she look like an ugly Paris Hilton in that video? With the short yes. fucking hair and everything? Yeah. I wonder if she sucks a nice dick. Do I see what? A ride? It was him, Kevin. It was Joshua. No, no. What the hell are you talking about? She's like two. knew it. It's not Joshua. It's him. Exactly what Bob and Richard said. Boo! It's bad! It's so poorly acted. That is Scott! Steve! Oh, it's Scott. Steve? Scott or Steve? Kev is the other guy. Kev is the director. Oh, I'm making the lost reference. God damn it. Oh, Steve? <laughs> Scott and Steve. Scott and Steve. Oh, oh, yeah. Who the fuck are Scott and Steve? Yeah, who the fuck is Scott and Steve? <laughs> oh, wow. They added oh. in their own sound effect. Wow. Ooh. Oh, God. Yes, you're in the Haunted Mansion. So what? Mm. Look, Jess. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. Where are they? Where are they? Boo! <laughs> Oh, this is so fucking bad. And also, also, this isn't a proposal gone wrong. No, it's not a proposal gone wrong. The proposal happened in the beginning. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is false advertising. Is he getting head right now? Maybe. I love this part. Oh, uh, no. She's just hand job. She's just hand job. Hand job, yeah, it's just a hand job. It looks like a hand job. It's okay. Did he? On, I told you! It's almost over. Okay. It feels so good. Okay. Haunted Mansion After Dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Look at 
Look at him. Yeah, it really looks, really looks like a hand job. Scott. Perfect place to get a hand job. Scott. He's almost done. I would be so annoyed if I heard all this. I love how he's screaming Scott's name while she's fucking jerking him off. Yeah, I know. What the fuck? It's okay. Scott. Oh, yes, Scott. It's okay. It's okay. I like guys. Kevin, I want. Not that anything wrong with that. Okay. Really? This is... Okay, hold on, hold on. This is Cloverfield? Hold on. Not only is this nothing like what like a Blur Witch, because it's fucking like, they're adding their own sound effects into it. This is ridiculous. Like, what is that? I have no idea. It's so stupid. They're not showing anything either. It's just show, they're just screaming. It's just, they might as well, this just might be called The Adventures of ADR. They didn't even have to be in the video. They could have just yeah. fi- taken a video from YouTube and added ADR. That's what this is, because I can't is, see anything. It's stupid. It doesn't make sense. It's dumb. Look, I had no problem with you fucking filming shit and like it being like good. This isn't good. No, it's not good. Like this isn't an original idea. There's nothing good about it. It's still, not scary. There's still like, three more minutes. So oh, we'll God. see. What can they do with three more fucking minutes? Oh. oh God, that's a long time, you know, for something like this. <sighs> I can't believe it's been eight already. Yeah. You know what Blair Witch did that this isn't doing? What? Creating some sort of story. There's no story. Yes. You have no clue what their motives are. Right what, here. What they do. Yes. You have no Talk interest in these characters. Yes. All they're doing is showing them the ride. Yes. And they're not yes. even playing the real music. It's not even the right audio in the background. No. When the crypt doors creak and this come on! Yes. It's all ADR. <laughs> Oh, look at this. They fucking put a little boy in the fucking car. Ooh. They obviously yeah. went on this ride more than once, and they got a camera angle. Oh, look, the screen went to black, which means that they went on the ride again and got another angle. <laughs> Ooh, this is not something that After Effects could do either. Come on. Is something going to pop out now? Oh, I'm going to be scared. Oh, no! It's going to go oh. boo! Oh. Yeah, what are you going to do to me? Are you going to jump up at the screen? I'm so fucking scared. So that's what the fucking (laughs) ghost is saying. Oh, look. This is just After Effects Central now. (sighs) He's going to jump at the fucking screen. And you know I hate fucking these fucking jump scares. Ah! Jump scare. Hate that shit. So stupid. And the ghost will follow you home. Boo! It better not have credits because I, I don't. I, if I know these people's names, this is gonna be a problem. I don't want to know their names. Yeah, if it's like supposed to be like a real thing, you know. Did someone leave a camera? Oh God. Oh great, you're a cast member. Oh wow. What are the credits? Oh, don't say don't. Sh- God damn it! This is the ending part of the theme song. Josh Dawes and Jeremiah Dawes. They want to be like the fucking Cohen brothers. Lacay, Lackey. Oh, of course, associate producer Ricky Briganti. What a surprise! Boo! Boo! Well, now I know everybody's name, so now this is going to be a problem. I don't want to click to see how you made the film. I know how you used it. Made it. Used it. (laughs) After Effects, and that's it. That's all you used. I know. You suck. 
Boo! Well, stinks. I guess not fuck you to Leah because it was as bad as fucking I'm assuming she expected it to be. Well, freaking like if this was a horror movie for children, then I'd be like, whatever. But like, don't expect any adults to fucking enjoy this shit. No, it was awful. It's like there was nothing to it either. Like it'd be one thing if there was like some sort of like, I don't know, storyline. If they made it like a half an hour, you know, an ad of the story, maybe it could have been interesting. But all they did was scream for a while, and that's really annoying. But you know what? They're probably cast members. You know what I mean? And they got on the ride because they're cast members, and there was nobody else on the ride, so they didn't annoy everybody. Although in the fucking stretch scene, they did annoy people. Yeah, you know what I mean. Unless they ADR'd that. No, I mean I doubt. I doubt it. Oh fuck. All right, I, I, I'm, I, I, I mean, what is there to say about it? I said it throughout the thing. It sucked. It, sucked. it was awful. It sucked. Boo. Boo. Don't fucking look at the Dawes brothers missing in the mansion because it'll be garbage. Yuck. Somebody wrote it was, whoa, this is scary, but incredible. Really? Warning, don't watch if you're under 10. And also, this may make you not want to ride this. Are you serious? I'm not part of this. I just wanted to let you know. Oh, you, oh, <laughs> who would fucking, <laughs> who would say I'm not part of this? Clearly they are. I'd rather watch the Haunted Mansion movie. I would rather watch the Haunted Mansion, like, Martin's vid, over and over again. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, that's actually the good one, so, yeah. you know. How about that? Well, let's God. do that. Fuck that shit. Let's, let's just forget about that, and let's talk about Tomorrowland. All right. <laughs> All right, so, Tomorrowland, oh, yeah, we're in our main topic. We're just kind of going along here, whatever. Yeah, just do it. I got my sake going on, and we're ready to roll. Mm, sake. Yes, yeah, sake indeed. Sake to me. Sock it to me, sock it to me, sock it to me. Right. Um, so, Tomorrowland. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> we actually talked about this before. Oh, yeah. Shit, we did. Once. Yes. It's been a while. It's been a while. It was like episode eight. Oh, fuck. So, fucking back then, we were sick. We had the flu. And um, I threw up. Well, I threw up too, but <laughs> I threw up the fucking conversation uh, between Brad Bird, Damon Lindelof, George Clooney. That's right. It was on his honeymoon and shit. Yep. Instead of fucking his new wife, like he was uh, talking you know, to a bunch of nerds. Talking to a bunch of nerds. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Britt Robertson, Hugh Laurie was there. Uh, that's right. The two doctors. Oh, f- oh yeah, like doctor shows. Yeah, and that I don't know, Raffi girl or whatever the fuck her name is, the one who plays Athena. Oh, I don't know. Her name's Raffi. 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 I don't know what her Raffi. name is. Raffi. Raffi, Raffi, banana phone, yeah, Raffi's phone, (laughs) (laughs) Athena's phone, Um, so yeah, we put that up then, so there was that, but we didn't really talk, talk about it, because after we saw the movie, I think we might have just mentioned a couple things here and there, I don't remember, so it doesn't matter, if we've already heard this before, if you've heard anything we've said before, Fuck you, who gives a shit? Yeah. You'll hear it again, but there's a lot more to talk about. Yes. Let's just talk about the way that they led up to it. Do you remember they had that 1952 box? No. I don't remember the box. Yeah, it was a, they brought it to D23, that's ah, why. Ah, we didn't go to D23. No. no, fuck D23. People who are members of D23 either A, live in California, or B, have money. Well, I used to be a member of D23, and I why? don't money. You paid for it? because it was cool. Like, you know, like, and it was there, like, I, I joined when it was, like, new and shit. It was the first year. And What's it was the like, point? I don't know. It was something new. Because you got to ca- spend money to first for your membership. <sighs> well, then I you got to spend money on a fucking plane. Then you got to spend money on a hotel. 
And then you got to spend money on the event. That's four things you have to spend money on well, to was, go to one thing. Yeah, but I was a fucking cast member at that time, so I got it to go into the parks for free. Yeah, so but that would have happened anyway. I stayed at Motel 6, which was 40 bucks a night. Okay. The planes back then, the, the flights cost like fucking $90, $80 or whatever the fuck it was. So everything was cheap, and I also had a full-time job. Well, that's So things story. were different back Maybe you in should do 2009. That again. Maybe you should do that again. Oh, uh, nice. fucking A. Then you could give me money or something. Well, you why could why would I give you money? Why wouldn't you? Why would I give you money? Don't why you remember you the do? give me $60? What? The Patreon, fake Patreon thing? I'm not a fucking gonna be one of your fucking Patreon bitches. No. Jesus Christ, do you not remember the fucking fake commercial? Oh! Oh! Wow. Wow. Anyway, there's a bunch of shit in this box that was supposed to lead you to mm. know what the hell was going on, but not really. I don't know. I didn't give a shit because the box never played a fucking part in the movie. <laughs> So yeah, it didn't true. matter. There's it would have no been cool box. if you were there, but... And they never mentioned 1952 at any point. No, well, that's supposed to be like when Walt Disney Imagineering started. Oh. So that's like... But they that's don't... why the box was from 1952. Oh, okay. Because it was from the first Imagineers, mm. because of the whole Plus Ultra thing, which we'll get into eventually. But what was your first introduction to tomorrow? When you first heard about it, how was it presented to you? Uh, there was this top secret project. They can't say anything about it or else they're going to shoot their firstborn. <laughs> I remember that. It was very top secret. Like mm-hmm. in the the kids at the at uh, at Comic Con, just were like, "Oh shoot, can I say that?" Like you know, like can I say that I'm a girl? Like you know, it was just that top secret. They were really careful because they signed a bunch of like fucking contracts and like NDAs and shit. Right. So we really weren't allowed to know anything about it. Right. But it wasn't even that type of movie. In a way, it, mm. there were parts that you're like, ooh. But like, freaking, it wasn't the type of movie where you need to really keep anything secret. No. So I don't, I didn't get that. Um, it didn't bother me, but I did not really understand it. I, I mm. myself would rather not know about a movie before going in. If I know too much, then I'm like, oh, yeah, I saw that. Oh, I knew that was going to happen. Yeah. But I guess they, they just wanted to build the suspense so then that way you'd be excited and shit. Right. Exactly. Um, so, uh, is there anything else, like, pre-Tomorrowland before we get into the, the movie? Like, anything else uh, you want to say about, like, before Tomorrowland? Before Not the book, Tomorrowland? Before Tomorrowland. No. Like, I mean, they gave us free shit when we got went to Comic-Con. Comic-Con. Yes, they know we that. got the pin and shit. The pin, um, and then something from Big Hero 6, because I was never there, too. But that's mm-hmm. beyond that. I mean, is there anything, like, before we saw Tomorrowland that you wanted, that you wanted to get into? No. There's one thing I have, uh, which I just said, there was actually a book called Before Tomorrowland, um, and it's what happened before the movie, but like a lot before the movie, and it really just talks about Plus Ultra. Do you want to get into that now? Sure, let's do it. Okay, we'll kind of just throw this out there because it's in the movie, but it's also in a bunch of the like special features, and in, of course, this book I'm talking about, and... It's just kind of like the background, and you don't need it to watch the movie or to understand anything. Knowing it makes it more entertaining, Mm. because that's how it is always. Just having that extra little bit makes it more entertaining. Just like if you are watching, let's say, Lost, and you watch the bonus features, you know a little bit more than someone who didn't. Yeah, so you're like, ooh, I know a little bit more. Exactly. I'm so smart. (laughs) Okay, you can be (laughs) fucking an asshole about it, whatever. I I like watching bonus features. Fuck you. Uh, but I basically, like bonus features. What? I like bonus features. All right. Well, uh, so basically, at the 1889 World's Fair in France, oh, France. Um, basically, the founding members of the secret society were Jules Verne, Thomas Edison, Nikola Tesla, and Gustave Eiffel. Oh, 
<laughs> all famous people. Yes, obviously. Yeah. Brilliant minds who created this society to become collective, as they call it, optimists. People who look mm. forward to the future, who are trying to make our future better. Oh, okay. You know? And that's really how this all started. And then over the years, you had people like Walt Disney, of course, which they didn't mention in the movie because no. it was always obvious that Walt Disney is involved. Yes. But, you know, they didn't want to be like... They don't want to be jacking off the proverbial cock, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, that was the the that like finding Mrs. Mr. Banks or whatever the fuck it was called, like the, the saving Mr. Ryan or something. <laughs> saving Private Ryan, <laughs> saving Private Banks. Well, freaking Tom Hanks wasn't fucking saving Private Ryan. I would like to see a mashup. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Walt Disney was in it, but also like Ray Bradbury, the famous sci-fi author, and, and Amelia Earhart, and Mark Twain—all people that you could see are in a way connected. Inventors, artists, writers, creators, optimists. Yes, that's what this is all about. They created this secret society, and after like ten years of kind of like being together, um, some of the scientists in this Plus Ultra uh, detected, and this you'll you'll see like a relation to something else that Lindelof has done um, but they detected electromagnetic signals of exotic origin oh exotic they're like Polynesian or something yeah and this <laughs> I'm just gonna say that if you know anything about other things that Lindelof has yes. written that makes sense and you can mm. say in a way this might be in the same world oh, as shit. what I'm referring to right yes, now yes I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about so it could be in world it really could be in because that, where is it detected I don't know but it could be directly related to this story so with this detection they were able to find this entirely new planet that was completely masked you know beforehand but they had this um, <clears throat> they had these like electromagnetic signals and they were able to find it whatever I don't know everything behind it. I read the book, but how could I fucking remember the specifics? Either way, they found this other planet. Um, not to mention planet. Mm. <laughs> um, and they used... And they started colonizing it. So they, they brought all these smart people from this plus ultra group into onto this planet and colonized it so they can create discoveries and, and do things. You ever see the show Eureka? Yes. On sci-fi network, it's like that. They, they create, it was a place where they could just create, not worry about government intervention. Mm. You know what I mean? Or like people stopping them. It was all on the separate planet and the only people who knew about it were people who were chosen. Oh. Right? Like, and, the, like the Jews. But <laughs> I'm sure some of them were Jews. Um, <laughs> and um, so... They have this whole backstory, and you can learn about it. I mean, I could go into it. I don't know. There's one part where the Nazis fucked them over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go. See, the Jews. <laughs> it's, it's in the novel. They, they, these, they were sabotaged by the fucking Nazis, um, and it created, like, just awful, like, damage to their facilities and shit, and, to, and the whole planet of Tomorrowland, as they called it. Um, and so they built these, like, robots to, to build and to, to restore um, which you see in the movie. Yeah. You know, so that that makes an appearance. Again, this backstory doesn't really make a difference no. in the scheme of things, but it's kind of cool to know the origin of some of these yeah. things. Yeah, so then so. you're like, ooh, I know what that is. It's very uh, Japan. <laughs> it's very Japan? It's very Japan. I don't know. In Japan, they got all these robots and shit. And oh, okay. Like, <laughs> they love robots in Japan. <laughs> they fucking invented robots and shit. Yes. So after rebuilding, they wanted to build up their society a little bit more because you fucking need people, right? Yeah. So they 
decided to start sending people out and recruiting. Um, and they created Athena, you know, the recruiter bot, yeah. a.k.a. the little girl in the movie, if anybody yeah. didn't get that that's what she was doing. And if you didn't get that, well, then you'll make good friends with a lot of the people we'll be listening to today. Athena goes out to places like the 1964 World's Fair, and that's where the movie begins. There's other things, too, but that's really the backstory. Plus, Ultra is just a group, a secret society, a group of people, scientists and inventors and creators who are there to better the world and to stop the world from killing itself and, and, and you know, it's where all our technologies came from. It's probably where the internet came from. Probably. That's probably, it probably happened in the 1964 World's Fair. And also, we know some people who were there. Yeah. Well, a lot of people were there. Yeah, Anybody we know a lot York. of people who were there, yeah. But if, you're, if you were alive and you're a child or even an adult in New York, you probably were at the World's Fair at some yeah. point. Uh, okay, so what do you think about that before we move into the movie proper? I think it's very, I think it's very interesting. I like, I, I wish I saw this before I watched the movie because then I would have known more. Well, that's fine. You can read the book. I have it. Yeah, I can read the book. Yeah. Oh, I gotta read then. Fuck, it's, I'm too stupid to read. It's written for like a tween. Oh. Well. <laughs> the book, the book's pretty good. Um, it's not, um, it's not the most amazing thing I've ever read, but it's pretty good. It's got a good story. It's an easy read. I like when there's a lot of dialogue and there's a lot of dialogue. Yeah. I like a book with a lot of dialogue where there's mm-hmm. characters talking. You can tell I'm a movie person. Yeah, you like, uh, you, that's why you love Kevin Smith, because he loves talking. Exactly, and Tarantino. They that's love right. talking. They, yeah, they love words. They, he, whatever. They both love words. Yes. Okay, so now that we're done with that, I'll just lay it out. There's four fucking characters you need to know about. There's other characters, too, and we'll get into them. But there's four main characters, and we'll just talk about them real quick. First of all, there's our protagonist... Casey. Yes, she just like breaks into shit and then she just breaks <laughs> rules and then like breaks the law and shit. She likes breaking the law, breaking the law. Ah, breaking yeah. The law. Uh, Casey is our resident optimist um, and she is kind of punk rock in a way where she will, rather than trying to fix things by using positive thinking, which is what she does anyway, she just decides, let's fucking tear it down. Yeah. Let's forget about, <laughs> forget about talking. Yeah, we're not going to talk. We're not going to, like, try to have a discussion about it. We're going to fucking destroy. And I like that. That's one thing I really liked about the movie was that we have a character who isn't fucking Miss fucking Polly Prissy Pants. No. Hey, Pretty Pants. Hey, Pretty Pants. Exactly. She cares about a cause, but she's not all, like, fucking goody-goody about it. She'll go out and she'll blow up some shit, even if it's fucking NASA. <laughs> yeah, fucking, like, if this was real life, she would not just, like, get a slap on the wrist. No. She would, like, go to jail for, like, her life. Wait, like, but, her entire but life. her dad pulled some strings. Yeah, well, that wouldn't actually happen. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Like, she might buy some time, but, like, freaking she would definitely fucking go to jail for this. Yes. For a very, very long time. Exactly. And so, just, Leia, people just don't do that in real life. <laughs> and just to let you guys know, we actually really enjoyed this movie movie uh to the fact that i think that it's a great movie what about you i thought it was a great movie when i yeah. saw it i cried a lot yeah this is, i've seen it i think this is my third time seeing it and um a lot of people fucking hate tomorrowland i don't get it you know what i think it probably is i think that they were hoping that it was going to take place in tomorrowland as in like walt disney world and they were just going <laughs> to ride rides and go on like go to freaking milf that's it and like <laughs> you know like uh, <laughs> show someone like you know being the guy the dances oh look at that guy like you know like <laughs> shit like that if it's disneyland tomorrowland they go on captain eo a bunch of times oh yeah so then it's like that's probably what they were hoping for or maybe they thought it was just going to be like fucking space mountain and like you see that chocolate chip cookie or something like that 
that like <laughs> floating in space. Um, I think that's why people were upset because this was not what they thought it was going to be. That is 100% true. And we're going to get to that in a second because there's a, a lot of talk about that. Let's finish our characters real quick. Um, so Casey's our rebel with a cause. Uh-huh. As I like to call her. Um, then we have Athena. That's our second main character, in my opinion. Even though Frank is really the second main character, I think Athena has more screen time. Yes. So we'll go with her second. She's our audio animatronic, right? Yes. She's our robot. Oh, oh, spoilers. (laughs) Yeah, if you didn't realize it from the beginning of the episode, there's spoilers here. I don't give a shit. All right. She's our audio animatronic, our robot, if you will, um, who was programmed to recruit, and again, we'll see a relation to other Damon Lindelof things, Mm -hmm. to recruit special people to plus ultra people with special abilities if you will mm-hmm. or thoughts um again very much in world with other things that lindelof has done and i like that i like that things get connected in a yes. way um but uh, f- first of all first of all how did you feel about i mean you kind of said what you thought about her but <clears throat> how do you feel about casey did you like her as a character just a character. Forget the actor for now. As a character, I didn't like her because she had so many flaws. Mm-hmm. And I liked that she wasn't probably precipient. Like, you know, like, and I mean, realistically, she would have been in jail already and she would have <laughs> stayed in jail. Like, and she wouldn't get to go on this adventure unless right. the adventure was just in jail. Right. Uh, but, you know, I, I liked that she was very no nonsense and was like not afraid to like get her hands dirty and shit. Right. And uh, Athena? Athena was, you know, as as much as like an audio animatronic would be, because she's a fucking robot, so she has a mission. So, yeah, I really like the part of Athena. I thought that it was great to have this kind of Josh and Sam road trip. You ever see Josh and Sam? No, what the fuck is that? It was a movie from the '90s, maybe the late '80s, early '90s. Um, about two brothers who go on a road trip. Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah, well, this is not exactly the same. It's kind of like that. It's like a mix between that and Daryl. Do you know what Daryl is? Mm, is it Daryl from The Office? Uh, no, it's a movie about a robot, and it's oh. D-A-R-Y-L, and it stands for something, but I don't remember because it's been forever. It's been a while. Um, it's like a little while. It's like a mix between those two things, a road trip with a robot and a person and a human, and it, it really kind of sets a tone, too, Athena's character really kind of sets a different tone than Casey, where Casey is, you know, the positive, optimistic, yet always wary about what's going to happen next. Not really. I don't know. No, not really. She she doesn't she doesn't really have any cares. I'll cut that out, actually. Um, but I, I think that Athena's character and Casey's character always go well together. I think that Athena is uh, authoritative yes. and Casey hates authority. Yeah, she she does she wants to stick it to the man. Right, but she always wants to know more. Also, she's very inquisitive. So, it's it's she's like battling with herself with this fucking robot character because she hates this authoritative figure, but she also wants to know what's going on. Yeah. What's going on? Exactly. Uh, so then we have Frank. What do you think about Frank? Uh, Frank. Well, we get to see Frank in, like, little Frank or, like, adult Frank? We'll, we'll talk about adult Frank, because little Frank's a whole other story. Okay, so, like... But just Frank as a character in general. Just Frank. He's, like, he obviously was, like, a little optimistic boy. He's kind of, he reminds me a lot of, uh, freaking the, the guy from Up as a kid. Okay. What's his name? Um, uh, Carl. Carl, yes. He, like, little Frank is just like Carl. Uh, and so, like, we kind of see, like, anybody who's, like, ever, you know, wanted to... Anyone who's ever dreamed, you know, as fucking, you know, cliche as that sounds, like, right. he's a fucking dreamer, you know? So, and he has, like, ideas. Like, so maybe he's, like, a little Walt Disney. Right. He's probably, like, a little Walt Disney who just, like, one day was like, fuck this shit. 
<laughs> well, the way I would put it is, uh, he was a one-time dreamer, but now because of what he's learned through his like, he hates everything. Childhood. He's now a full-time cynic and pessimist. Yes. Where I think we need that character, yeah. we because it's a juxtaposition with Casey, who's extreme optimist. Yeah. You well, know, she's still young, so you know she's like supposed to be seventeen, so she still has the optimism. While Frank is like, I guess, in his fifties and like just thinks that everything sucks. As he's like, well, my dreams are over. <laughs> Done. Would it be fifties if it was like 1964 World Fair? Fuck. He what was no, what, what like, let's say nine, maybe ten. Uh, let's say he was ten, just to round okay, it off. So ten, okay. And so sixty four. And then freaking seventy four, he was. It was fifty years later, so it was he's sixty. He's like in his sixties. He's in the sixties. Okay. Even well, though I George mean George Clooney just like he he just looks really good. Yeah. <laughs> he's still like he's actually aging very well. Yes, but I don't think George Clooney's in his sixties. But the characters no, in the his characters 60s. in his sixties. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas Nix, the other character we're going to talk about, Governor Nix, mm. uh, once a pessimist, always a pessimist. I mean, wouldn't you say that about Nix? Like you don't really ever see him ever. Like, I don't even know why he cares about Tomorrowland. He, he doesn't. Like, freaking, like, he, like, shoots down people's dreams and shit. Yeah. He so, sucks. At, out of all the people, how did he get elected? I don't know. Do you think it was nepotism? Maybe. It could have been. Like, maybe his dad was originally... Oh, yeah, probably. He probably you know, just wanted the title, but he didn't actually want to do the job. Yeah, like, shit. like, Nix could be his first name, mm. Governor Nix, but his last name could be something like... Son. <laughs> Such an asshole. I don't know. <laughs> Can't even. Nick's son. Nick's son. Okay. <laughs> what? Why is that even funny? I don't, I don't know, know what it is. I don't know. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> but he's just an all around douchebag. He has no hope. I don't get how he got elected. But again, maybe it was an election. Maybe it was literally he. A dictatorship? It could be like Kim Jong-il, like his dad like probably was uh, Kim Jong-il or something. Well, it could be like like a monarchy where he acquired the throne Mm, because of blood or whatever. So I I don't know how it works, and you know, that's one thing that they don't tell me, but guess what? Unlike other people, I don't need them to tell me that. That doesn't make me... I don't go, well, I don't like the movie because I didn't know how he was elected. Uh, (laughs) Imagine that's the reason why. It's like, how did he become governor? Not... Not for nothing, but if you when, once you find out why other people hate this movie, oh God. you're didn't think this is not so far off. You can also think about the state of our country right now. So, yeah. so there you go. Exactly. This is, this is all too real. Too real, son. Yeah. Um, Nix. So yeah, he's our bad guy, and we'll we'll get to all that soon. But those are our characters: Casey, Casey, Athena, Frank, and Nix. Um, but not Frank and Furter, and. Yeah. So what do you what do you think overall? What what is your overall thoughts? What's your like? How did you feel about this movie? I'm not going to go through the plot. There's never any reason to just go through the plot. Yeah. So what? How do you overall uh, feel about the film? I really enjoyed it, and I really enjoyed the score. Like as Michael Giacchino, who mm. also wrote the score for Lost, yep. who also won fucking up. A, a show, yeah, a shit ton of awards. Like freaking his music, like the music really freaking gets to me, and I'm really emotional as fuck. Uh, so when I saw this in the theaters, like you know, at the end, like because like the music swells and shit, I fucking cried my eyes out, like bawling and shit. Yeah, like it was a mixture between what was going on on yeah. screen as yeah. well too. Yeah, um, I it, 
First of all, I love the ending. A lot of people are like, what? My overall thoughts of the movie, I fucking loved it. I thought that the pacing worked perfectly. I thought that I, I loved the road trip parts as much as I loved the Casey getting into trouble parts as much as I loved most of the third act. Yeah. And I say most because that's my only problem, which I think you have the same problem as me. With this one issue with the movie, which is that the climax comes too mm-hmm. soon. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and when I say too soon I wouldn't like a lot of people would completely disagree with me but I wouldn't mind it being a two and a half hour movie and adding more plot now I mean it was still a pretty long movie it was was two hours that's what I'm saying I wouldn't even mind an extra half hour because it was that kind of a movie where they could have added so much more shit and I would have been like yes more shit well they probably cut a lot of stuff they did it was originally about two and a half I listened to a Lindelof uh, uh, interview and he said they had to cut some stuff originally but I don't know where it is because there's only a few deleted scenes on the Blu-ray, so I would like to see everything. But I guess what I really think, and I'm going to just put, this is the only thing I don't like about it, so I'm going to do it first, um, is that the beginning did not need to be at the beginning. They start off with Frank as a young boy going to the World's Fair. which is optimism. Full of optimism. Full of optimism, exactly. The, The thing about that is, yes, for Frank's character, you see, oh, look, he used to be a little optimist, and then when you see him the next time, he's he's like an asshole. Yeah. And so you're like, wait, what happened to him? So I get that, but you didn't need that. If the first time you saw Frank, he was already an asshole, your mind would be like, oh, who is this asshole? But then when, like, if later you saw it flashback to that, to him at the World's Fair full of optimism, you go, oh, my God, he used to be... This little optimist. Holy shit. Yeah. What happened? You know? Yeah. So I think it would have worked better that way, but also because of the fact that it starts off kind of dumb. And when I say dumb, I I like the scene, but it didn't need to be 15 minutes long. No. It's like they just wanted an excuse to show the 1964 World's Fair. Mostly just a small world. I don't think you should cut any of that. That, I think, was very important. He he goes to the, uh, well, to Nick's, who's there, and, and Athena, who are really recruiting for Plus Ultra, but they're saying they just want you young inventors. You can win a prize. You remember like that uh, fucking Urkel thing? Oh, yeah. Fucking uh, Intervention. In Epcot, yeah. <laughs> it's like that, except in 64. Yeah. And he goes up and he, he brings a fucking jetpack. Yeah, which is fucking ridiculous. He should have just won on the spot, but instead, and he looks surprised. He's like, oh, shit. And he goes, does it work? And Frank goes, well... Kind of. <laughs> and he goes, okay, but if it did work, why would you, why would this matter, you know, or why would you have built it, you know, and he says, because if I saw somebody with a jetpack flying over my head, I would think any, anything's possible. I think that part's important to the movie. Yeah, yes. That whole scene, I can tell you what's not important to the movie. When it shows him trying out the fucking jetpack at home and his dad's like, the wrong son died! <laughs> and then freaking uh, just becomes like freaking those those bloopers or whatever from America's Funniest Home Videos where everybody dies. <laughs> it's a weird scene! It's really weird. I don't know. I don't understand. Yeah, just, like... Showed him like failing. Yeah, and it's like, why does his dad have to be like, fuck you! Yeah. They could have cut that whole thing and it wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have made a difference. They didn't need to know about Frank's dad. No. It was not important to the story Yeah, that part they could have cut. Like They could have cut that. And then, once he, you know, he gets on Small World, um, oh, sorry. Athena gives him a pin, says, get on Small World. 
He gets on Small World, which is, there's the part that's filmed in the parks. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, what did you like better? The Escape from Tomorrow Small World or the Tomorrowland Small World? Oh, I like the Escape from Tomorrow one because uh, it was scary. <laughs> yeah, it was actually scary, not like the fucking like, weird Haunted Mansion but, shit that we just watched. <laughs> but what about this one where it turned into like... Uh, pirates. <laughs> oh, I did like that. Ooh, I would love that. That would be really fun. Small world turning into pirates. Yeah, that's what a fucking waterfall. Oh, man, yeah, that was fucking cool. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Um, he goes down and fucking he ends up in this like weird elevator thing, and he gets in, and for some reason, and this is uh, this starts where I, I it should just end when he gets in the elevator, and it should yeah. just stop there. Yeah. You don't need to see anything else. We don't need to see Tomorrowland at this point. Yeah, you should have, like, they should have saved it. Like, they were just, like, blowing their load too yeah. soon. Um, but he gets in, and then there's this whole weird thing about, like, for some reason, all the helmets and all the things to hold on to are really high up. But, like, you need them or else you can get hurt, yeah. and he can't reach them because he's a kid. Like, uh, basically, they just, just want to kill all children. It's, it's, I mean, yeah, my opinion is that it's just saying, oh, you're the first kid to be here. That's kind of what it is. Yeah. Except for Athena, apparently. Yeah, but well, she's she, not real, so. Yeah, she doesn't matter if she gets hurt. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of, I guess that's what it's saying, but I don't give a shit. Mm. Then he ends up on some platform, and his jetpack falls out of his bag, and a robot tries to attack him or something, and then he falls, and then another robot looks like it's yeah. going to attack him, but it doesn't, and it fixes the jetpack form, mm. which completely negates anything that Frank could possibly be an inventor, because the robot is the one who fixes it. I know! It. Like, fucking, like, yeah, it's the robot. Yeah. Not Frank. Not Frank. The robot fucking fixes it, mm. and then he almost falls to his death because these people are like, hey, what are you doing, kid? And then he falls, and then, like, the jetpack works. And then, like, there's this whole scene where he's trying to reach the jetpack because he falls off of him, yeah. and and then he, he works, and it's, like, this weird wily Coyote thing. Yeah. And It's like, like Alice flying. in Wonderland, like, him just falling. and Yeah, and then he flies over Tomorrowland, he lands, and then fucking Hugh Laurie's like, what's going on? And he's like, look, I did it, but you didn't. No, he didn't. Like, he's taking credit for something that the fucking robot did. Yeah, and then fucking, like, Hugh Laurie rolls his eyes and walks away, which is great. There's a lot of great funny moments where, like, Hugh Laurie's just a dick, and it's kind of funny. Or even uh, George Clooney, he's a dick, and it's just funny. Um, And then, you know, Athena smiles at him, and then we get to go back to our framing device, Mm -hmm. which we'll get to. So that whole scene did not need to be there. No. First of all, the whole entire thing should have been moved to later. But yeah. the, the whole thing, once he gets on the elevator, is pointless. It should have just been like, you got on the elevator, the end. You don't need to see the jetpack. You didn't no. need to see it actually working. You know, they could have even made it like, he never got the jetpack to work. Mm. He did all these other things, but he never, the one thing he couldn't do was get the jetpack to work. And maybe in like the final scene, Gets the jetpack to work as an adult, and that's how he restores optimism. Oh man, that would have been great, right? Fuck. You see, that could have worked, but for some reason, it's like they were trying to appeal to kids for a little bit, just Uh, so it could bring everybody in. And for me, I thought that was stupid. This is the only thing I didn't like about the entire movie because if they cut that out, what would have happened is we would had twenty more minutes to spend on building the. Um, final scene, the climax of exactly, you know, and then that would have been awesome. Uh, we kind of just all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, it's the end of the movie. Why? Yeah, I know. It's like, what the fuck? Like, exactly. And it's like you know, like the appeals to the millennial generation that gets everything <laughs> they want without having to work for it. Exactly. And they can take credit for someone else's work. <laughs> exactly. So that's the only problem I had. How about you? Would you? Did you have any other issues besides that? And then we'll talk about the good stuff. 
No, that was like basically like kind of pointless. And I don't know. I, I guess they were just trying to get you excited about Tomorrowland, I guess. Right. But, you know, like I think that that kind of ruined the climax as well. Like yeah. that could have been a better climax. Yeah. But it wasn't. Exactly. I agree. I, I, I think that, that that's just the way. I just think that with. I just think with that scene reappropriated and cut in half, literally in half, and not seeing Tomorrowland until the very, well, until the third act, until they actually get there, um, I think that would make the movie a little bit better. Of course, other people would think that that doesn't make the movie better because you don't get to see Tomorrowland until later, but we'll talk about that. Yeah, because they already had to like make you like wait however long, like, you know, with all the fucking teaser trailers before they actually showed you Tomorrowland. So they're like, oh, let's give, give them what they want. Yeah. Um, so that's it. Now let's talk about what we did like about the movie. Like, did, like my, okay, my favorite thing about the entire movie was the, really the relationship between Frank and the two girls. Like, all, everybody together. Yeah. Because their, con- their constant bickering causes a lot of hilarity. Yeah. <laughs> like, he hates Casey at first because she's the way he used to be. Yeah, he was fucking like hurting her, like physically hurting her, like <laughs> ho- like really bad. The whole scene in his house is probably my favorite scene in the whole movie. Yeah, like freaking like now, like well, I mean, this was only a few years ago, but I'm like, God, people would be like, oh, it's so violent. But Why they, are they hurting this poor girl? But they weren't. She's a girl. It's only two years ago. Yeah. So that's not bad. Yeah. I, the, most of the complaints are about other things. Yeah. I love the fact that he is. Yes, physically hurting her for no reason yeah. because he just doesn't want her to be involved yeah, with that he's situation. Like, he's like worse than uh, fucking Carl who fucking can stand the Chinese kid. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Carl. Yeah. Um, and then she like burns his fucking equipment. Yeah, I know. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then it's it's a great scene. That and the whole scene right afterwards with the robots and everything is it's a quote unquote violent ass scene. Yeah, it was pretty violent, but not right? really because no, they're robots. They're robots, <laughs> but I could see like how like you know really conservative people like who fucking thought that Matilda the musical was dark, <laughs> like you know those people they would be like, oh, I can't show these people violence. Right. Like, you know my my children shouldn't see the stuff that's violent. You know <laughs> they're really sensitive. Yeah. Well, I. Love that scene. I thought that it was really cool, the, the technology they used, um, and just the way that the robots were all destroyed. Yeah. It's very interesting. The whole, like, I love any time they decide to add in some technology. You know what I mean? And it, it works great with some of the great dialogue that they have in there as well, which a lot of people don't like dialogue. I thought, oh, it's too confusing. I get a lot of that. Yeah too confusing i wasn't confused once no i think people just want something like really fucking easy it's actually kind of funny and you can put on your laughing hats if you want but okay damon lindelof does talk about that at the very beginning of this interview that i saw with him he seems so like annoyed and he's just like well i guess you guys gotta spell it out for people because you know they they, clearly people need more exposition Mm. you can hear the anger in his voice because that's all he ever gets he gets these like fucking like people just like well i didn't get it i didn't understand it instead of just how about you fucking analyze it why is it with fucking mainstream movies people can't just open their fucking mind People are fucking idiots. That's why. That's why explosion oh, like no. does so well, and why like that explosion guys. This guy. That's why explosion guy is freaking still making <laughs> movies to this day. It's even true, even though it's like cringeworthy and terrible and awful. Yes, but sometimes you get like Brainless. people who, huh? Brainless. Yes, but sometimes you get people who do like these more 
they're mainstream movies, but they're also kind of independent e like pulp fiction. Like pulp fiction, you know, and, and people do get that, but then people don't like it either because of the violence. But people don't mind that it's out of like Memento is pretty much universally liked, I yeah. believe. Um, and that's a movie that you have to fucking think. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to like really pay attention to what's going on in terms of the the, the, the way that they use their uh, cinematography and the editing and yeah. how it's backwards but it's also forwards and but Tomorrowland too confusing. It's because it's Disney. So people expect them to to be fucking spitting out yeah. Lilo and Stitch. Because they probably thought, oh Disney, it's a kids film. Right. It's not. This one is not a kids film. We well, get that not a lot for kids. But everybody and we'll get to the reviews, but in their reviews are saying that this is for kids. It's not for adults. What? Yeah. It's boring, it's childish, <sighs> blah, blah, blah. I get a lot of that. Uh, I disagree. So what about you? What was your like favorite scene, the scene that like jumps out to you? Well, like I mean, my favorite scene when I saw it in the theater was like the last scene, but mm-hmm. that's like already like, you know, blowing my load too. No, you so. can go for it. No, because like freaking like with the swelling of the music and, you know, spoilers, you know, because it's all just all fucking spoilers and just like, you know, like um, getting like, you know, like the new recruits and stuff like that, like sending them out kind of like, you know, like in Book of Mormon when, you know, they go to Uganda and stuff like that. Uh, and then just like finding these people like, you know, who just work whatever lives like, you know, construction worker and a fucking teacher I, and all that these part I didn't like the construction worker. Well, the construction construction workers just because they're construction workers doesn't mean they have dreams. They probably have more, but then they needed to like feed their families and shit. <laughs> I think so construction worker is the stuck. opposite of a dreamer. Well, no, well, it's a settle. You settle for construction. Well, they probably settled because, like, you know, deep down inside, it's telling you that deep down inside, everyone is a fucking dreamer. It doesn't but matter. Not if an you're optimist. Good. Well, they. Optimism was a big part of the movie. The, the whole point of these like robots being sent into, you know, like wherever these people are, so then that way they can get them to be optimists. And like they know that there is still an optimist in there and they just need to like bring it out again. So then they all like, you know, you just are led to assume that they all get to go on the same adventure in Tomorrowland, uh, that fucking Casey went on and shit. And so I fucking cried my eyes out. Yeah, that, that's who I want in my Tomorrowland. I want the fucking guy who's like, hey, fuck, fucking, woo, you look hot, baby. Woo, show me that ass. <laughs> Construction worker. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what you want walking around Tomorrowland. Uh-huh. Everyone's trying to create new inventions. And they're like, yeah, wiggle those tits, baby. Woo. Fucking like checking out these bitches and shit. <laughs> hey, you want my cock in that? Oh, God. You don't know, like, you know, you don't know these construction workers. <laughs> I know them. They're the regular Joes who need their cup of yeah, coffee. Yeah, this person could not be a regular Joe. Hey, I just need my container of coffee. I'll be I'll be fine. Oh, God. That's like when we fucking, like, uh, went to Boston that time and we saw all these regular Joes, like, at the freaking, like, carts and stuff getting their coffee. Shit ton of regular Joes. So many regular Joes. <laughs> it was freaking regular Joe convention. It was right across the street from the fucking Javits Center. So yes. it could have been an actual regular Joe convention. <laughs> Imagine that. That would be the worst convention ever. Oh, you God. just hear everyone going, Hey! <laughs> God, There's up. like all these like coffee booths like of them just like getting fucking uh, street coffee. <laughs> None of them sit like in their chairs. They're all sitting on the railings and stuff. Yeah, I know. And they get like lunch boxes. That's the swag. sandwiches. <laughs> the swag is fucking like sandwiches, like in fucking uh, pimento cheese sandwiches. And, and they just like, they just talk about what they did with their family. Yeah. Hey, you know we have a good time, but what the fuck? <laughs> oh god, yeah, that that's the whole thing. Yes, uh, but yeah, the, yes. The ending is is great. I fucking love the way they ended this movie because you know what? That's another thing. A lot of people don't like it because it's got the, a positive ending, whereas most movies like 
don't. <laughs> yeah, well, it is also Disney. Yeah, but you know what I mean. It didn't have to have that positive of an ending. Yeah. It could have just been like, uh, oh, oh, uh, you know, oh, and then the main characters were all happy. But instead, it was a positive outlook on life, on which life, is what we yeah. got, which was something, which was very interesting. Um, but a lot of people, that's what makes them think it's a kids' movie. It's a kids' movie because it has a positive outlook on life. Whereas uh, if it wasn't a kids' movie, it would be miserable. I mean, think about pirates. What, what pirates movie ended with like happiness? Were there any that ended up happening? No. <laughs> I mean, it's a happy ending for our main characters for the most yeah. part, except for two. But for the end in Pirates, it, it ends with like... Yeah, most people are dead. And, <laughs> <you know. laughs> exactly. It doesn't have a positive outlook. It's like, oh, we saved the day kind of, but still things suck. We yeah. still are fucking, you know... Pillaging. We can't shower Shit, because yeah. we're on the sea. Yeah. It sucks. And everyone has scurvy. Yeah, there's no cruise ships back no. then, so... Uh, but yeah, didn't even have that fucking raft that uh fucking uh the fucking what's her name Kate Winslet had. Oh, here we go with this Titanic. Shit. Yes, but here's the thing: everyone stands up in that field one by one as they all get their fucking pins, and you see how many people are fucking positive and fucking give a shit about life, and you see the new society of Tomorrowland being built, and that. Is a powerful scene. It was a very powerful scene. I like fucking bawled my eyes out. Except for one thing. One of the new robots gets sent to like a forest. <laughs> I'm like, well, that sucks. <laughs> What's there? I don't know. A fucking Are they hunter? looking for Pocahontas? Oh, maybe. Maybe they're look, uh, what the fuck is in the forest? Like, oh, maybe it's a fucking brother bear or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> some guy who got turned into a bear just hoping, <laughs> hoping. <laughs> That someone will give him a pin. Yeah, I know. He touches it. Now there's a bear in Tomorrowland. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Why is this bear here? And then everyone like shoots it. And then it's like, no, no, he was a person. And now I'll probably cry because I'll think of uh, fucking Willie the Whale. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Freaking R.I.P. <laughs> Let's talk about the pins real quick. Oh, yeah. They like, uh, yeah, the fucking pins. Like, I wonder if anybody pin penetrated it. Now they wouldn't. No, I mean, <laughs> the pins in the movie. I know. Um, they're not actually, they don't bring you to Tomorrowland. No. It's, it's a hologram, a living hologram, if you will, of Tomorrowland. You get to live and walk through the fucking world of Tomorrowland, of what it should be, of what they want it to be. Yeah. It's like Walt's, uh, you know, vision of Epcot and shit. <laughs> yes. But it wasn't Walt's vision of Epcot. Well, <laughs> kind of, I don't know. Well, that was, the thing is that we originally thought that Epcot was going to be a part of it, yeah, you know what I mean? So, like, that, we thought that there was going to be like you know his like vision of tomorrow. Yeah, we had originally thought it was going to be a creation of the real Epcot. No way, because who knew what the fucking story was about? Yeah, but Tomorrowland really was like the stepping stone to move to Future World, aka you know Epcot, the World Showcase. Yeah. You did see Space Mountain in the background. You pointed that out. Yeah, Space Mountain was definitely in the background, one hundred percent in the background. They're like Space Mountain. There it is. I wonder if it was actually Space Mountain or not. Yeah, they probably just freaking. It's all green screen. Was it? No, that's not what I meant. I oh, meant no. if they were, if like in the, the world of Tomorrowland, was it a ride or was it like a building? Oh, I think it was just a building. I just think it was a building. a building. I don't think it would have been a ride. Was it there when they get to Tomorrowland proper for real? Is it? it was, we didn't see it. It didn't show it. No, it never showed it. Like, oh, but okay. when she gets when Casey gets there, then it's like, oh look, it's a fucking Tomorrowland when yes. she like first like you know go, goes into this. Uh, living hologram and shit. Right. And she thinks it's there. She's actually in a world, but in reality, it's all a commercial to get yeah. people, to recruit people, to actually go to the real Tomorrowland, <clears throat> which wasn't very populated at the time. No. 
you know. But a lot of people also have this idea in their head, and we'll get to that very soon. But they have this idea in their head that Tomorrowland was once this huge, bustling place, and then suddenly it was abandoned. That's not the case. That was a commercial. Those were actors. Yes. It wasn't a huge, bustling place yet. They were recruiting people when shit went down. So yeah, there were people living there, but not a lot. So when they show up, just because there were no people in the spaceport at the time does not mean there was no people at all. Yeah. There were people probably in houses somewhere else. This was the spaceport. This is where you land. Maybe there's nobody flying out. They're not allowed to anyway. Yeah, Because at the time, Nick's put a fucking uh, ban on leaving. They isolated themselves because they were too worried about the world, the state of the world. Let's talk about that part of the plot. What do you think about about that? So, in in the whole entire thing, the whole reason that Frank got kicked out, and by the way, when they do get to the quote-unquote abandoned spaceport where all the buildings are empty and nobody's really been paying too much attention to anything. It's filled with cynicism, no imagination. Weren't you like, oh, look, it is Epcot. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's really future is. world. That, that, that's how it is right now. That's exactly what it is right now. <laughs> yes. R.I.P. Epcot. Yes. Frank created a device, a monitor, as they called it, which basically let people see into the future in a way and what was going to happen or what could have happened. It was a probability machine, yeah. which they use in, uh, in other sci-fi movies, Douglas Adam books like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. They have a probability device. Uh, um, that's what this is. It's a probability device. They can see when the world is supposedly going to end. Less than 60 days from the day that they, this takes place. Yeah. And Casey was really their last hope, which they find out, because when she gets near this doomsday device that says that everybody's going to die... It's like the fucking rapture when they had the fucking countdown for the rapture. Yeah. It flickered, you know, because she had hope. She's the only yeah. one with hope. Yes. They uh, needed her optimism. Yes. Frank gets kicked out for, for one reason or another. I mean, it's inferred. It probably has to do with the fact that he created this device... Whatever Nix was doing that wasn't working, he was sending out the ideas of what was going to happen, uh, pollution, environmental control, a war, to creative minds out there in, on Earth. Yeah. Uh, so they would create movies and TV shows about apocalyptic things, and dystopian futures, so people would actually get worried about life and, and, and try to change things. Yeah. But, you know, there's pieces of shit out there who don't understand that, mm. and because of that, nobody was getting worried. They just accepted their death. So he said, you know what? Earth is going to die, but we're not. We're going to isolate everybody. Everybody on Tomorrowland, everyone who lives here, stays here. We'll still live. We'll still create. But, but everyone else, else is dead. <laughs> you're all going to die. Yes. Frank obviously didn't like that. He got kicked out, yeah. which I'm sure a lot of people either left or got kicked out because this guy is running the place like a dictatorship. Yeah, it's shitty. It's like fucking, uh, was it North Korea? Yeah. So how do you feel about that, about that as a plot? As a really, it's not really the climax, but it's like when you finally find out these are your answers, people. Yeah. What you're confused about is all right here, spoken in the third act. So how did you feel about that? Like, well, I mean, freaking, you need to have a villain. You need to have, like, you know, why the villain is villainy and stuff like that. So, you know, it's supposed to just, like, make you, like, hate Nick's more and, like, you know, and understand why Frank hates life now. Because, like, freaking, like, he was, he had hope for, you know, whatever. But then, you know, he fucked. But someone like Nick's comes along. Yeah, fucking Nick's. What a piece of shit. (laughs) Freaking British piece of shit. (laughs) 
Wait, did he? Was he British in this? I don't remember. Did he, he have an British, accent? Yes, yeah. He had an accent. <laughs> Fucking A. Ugh. So, this begs the question was what Nix was doing, his original idea of sending out these messages so people can be, so people would see what's going to happen. And you even see it when they get into the, the uh, comic book shop or whatever that place was, the toy shop. Oh, yeah, I guess it was like a Blast nerd, from the past. nerd shop. The nerd shop. Blast from the Past, yeah. it was called. Yeah. Brendan Fraser movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when they get into the shop, you see that Catherine Hahn is watching uh, nuclear explosions and war and just on TV and nothing else, just that. That's what she's watching. And it's kind of showing what kind of stuff is being sent out there. I mean, it was it was really... I'm sure she wasn't actually just watching that. It was more of an interpretation of what she was watching. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Whatever it was, I'm sure it was this. And I think it was a comment on what we watch today as a site. A lot of people have been saying, like, The Walking Dead. Apocalyptic. Oh, yeah. I never uh, watch Walking Dead. You know, or any, really a lot of TV shows are, are, have, like, a negative outlook. Like, like, even, like, what's it, like, Breaking Bad. You know, nothing is really positive about anything. It's all like, oh, we live in this drug culture and nobody can help us. Yeah. It's you like, know, uh, what was it fucking like the event or like Flash Forward or like yeah. fucking all, all, all those, those ABC like, shows yeah, or NBC. Like NBC. Both well, Flash Forward was on ABC, ABC and then like Alcatraz the event and the ABC. happening. I don't know. The happening. <laughs> no, the happening was what? No. <laughs> oh, duh. Duh. What was the other one? Oh, Revolution. Revolution. Fucking all those were like fucking everything sucks. Everything sucks. Apocalyptic world. Yeah. Life is awful. We'll never be able to fix it. Yeah, and 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 that's what the stuff that was supposedly being beamed by Nix to the minds of the creators. Mm. I mean, do you think what he was doing was so bad originally until he isolated everybody? No, like well, who Nix or Nix? Nix. Well, I mean, like trying to get everybody into like this like place, like but showing everybody what could have happened if we don't fucking like buck up and start worrying about our environment or about the world. Yeah, I think people he, he was just using scare tactics to like fucking like he get was, people to... but was it that bad what he was doing? First of all, mm. we got some good entertainment out of it. That's true. I mean, mm. these shows that we mentioned are pretty good. Yeah, they are pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. I like watching shows like that. I don't need like I like that this had optimism in it, but I like a negative movie. Yeah, that's true. It did have like you know that negative part, like oh we're gonna all fucking <laughs> die and blow up and shit. Yes. But I'm saying positive outlook. I still liked it, but I don't want. I I actually mostly want a negative movie, and every once in a while I want a little optimism thrown. Yeah, well, I mean, when you One have so much two. negative, then the optimism is even more optimistic and it's so much yeah. better because you're like, oh, fuck, all right. Yeah, so, like, we could have as many Walking Deads as we want, but every once in a while a fucking Tomorrowland comes along and I like that, or, Dis- or any Disney movie, yeah. really. You know? I get to go out and watch fucking Finding Dory. It's enjoyable. Yeah. There's no fucking apocalyptic future in you Finding Dory. You an Andrew Dice Clay. Hey! <laughs> I'm Dice! Yeah, you guys can't see this, but he did the the dice hand thing. <laughs> because I'm an Italian Jew, apparently. Apparently. Uh, so, yeah. So, I, I don't think what he was doing was so awful, honestly. No, it wasn't that but, awful. But once he started isolating people, and he, he's like, well, oh, well, you're not listening to me. People are still fucking destroying the world, so fuck them. Yeah. And started make, being like, I only care about us. I don't care about anybody else. And nope, he wouldn't listen to anyone. Start kicking people out. That's when there's a problem. Yeah, building walls and shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it was before that. This I know. Was two this years was, ago. Yeah, I know. Um, so there's that. But out of the let's go back to what we were just talking about the uh, the nerd shop as you call it, blast from the past. Yeah. 
What did you think about that scene? Now, fucking she... the, one of the best entrances like I've seen in any film. It's fucking <laughs> fucking hilarious. What's his name? Uh, Key, Key of like whatever whatever his first name is. I just know him Keegan as Key. 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 Yeah. Kiki. Like uh, but like he, he like he freaking like comes out like to uh the Star Wars music. Yes, the very like the the, the one you know the very beginning. Of fucking the Star Wars theme, and then the fucking door opens up, and there he Yeah, and then fucking, but the door's like, you know, sucks, so it's like, you know, it doesn't like. Really it closes work. on it, him. It closes on him, so it's like, he, yeah, it's really fucking funny. It's a great entrance. In fact, that whole scene is pretty funny, and that's where they have their exposition. Yeah. Casey gets this pin, she's in jail, we talked about that. All of a sudden, in her stuff, there's this pin. She touches it, we already know what happens. Yeah. I'm not going to go through the fucking plot. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Tim McGraw's like, oh, you got to be like a responsible adult. And she's like, touch this pin. And he, t- he touches it. And she's like, nothing happened. Yeah, because he, he doesn't have any optimism. No. Or he, yeah, because he just lost his job. Yeah. That's the concept of this. Basically, the father loses his job. That's why she's going to go destroy the cranes over at NASA to stop them from destroying it. Yeah. And because uh, he works as a fucking, what does he, uh, what does he do? He's an engineer. I don't know. I see him building shit, too. Always building shit. He's like crazy old Maurice. He has the creative mind, but not her optimism. But she's incredibly optimistic. You see her in many different instances. There's actually... Remember that scene where they... You know, she's talking about the stars, and they, he says, what if you get up there and there's nothing? And then she goes, but what if there's everything? Yeah, so she's always, yeah, freaking the little I kid. I hate that line, by the way, but regardless. Like, little, that little kid version of her, you know, just shows, like, her optimism ever since a child. So she was, like, born with this optimism, and she was still young enough to be optimistic. Yeah, and you know who the mom was played by? Who? Judy Greer. Oh, you for, didn't see her face, though. For one second, you see her face, oh, and she has yeah. one line. However, there is a deleted scene, which we didn't watch, but I've seen it before, um, where she's uh, in science class, a little older now, yeah. and she creates a, vol- uh, a way to put out a volcano so it doesn't destroy humanity, and yeah. she does it all on her own. And they're there in the video, it's Tim McGraw and the mom, Judy Greer, taping, and the mom has a kerchief on her head. So now... Cancer. It's got to be cancer. Oh, shit. We didn't know that. The mom just disappeared. No. We just took it for granted. She had to have had cancer, but you had to watch oh. the deleted scene to know that. Ah, oh, fuck. But it didn't matter, because we know the mother's dead. Yeah, it's like freaking they, they keep never on say getting it. rid of the moms. It's like fucking Aladdin <laughs> when they're like fucking just decided to not have a mom, no. so then we don't get to hear like the beauty that is proud of your boy. At least Nemo had a mom while he was in an egg. Yeah, and then, he, <laughs> and then she dies. <laughs> So, but there's like so, like I guess in like classic Disney fashion, you know, the mom's dead. Right. She wants to buy another pin because the batteries ran out. She still yeah. thinks that there was an actual place and it's not working anymore. Yeah. Uh, so she goes online to look for it, and then she instead she finds somebody on I guess Craigslist who are looking for one, and clearly it's not fucking eBay. It's Craigslist. Yeah. Because nobody. Takes, yeah, and then she takes a bus over to this place too. Yeah. Exactly. And here's where you get to the nerd shop. And there is fucking a lot of shit in this place, and it's it's a lot of fun. And that's where you have your exposition, where you hear about Plus Ultra. Turns out that these guys are fucking robots. Mm. Out to kill. 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 Um, they're looking for Athena, because Athena was supposed to be destroyed by Nyx. Yeah. Right? Because Nyx doesn't want anyone leaving. No. He doesn't want anything, but she gets away because she has a mission. Yeah. She was programmed to recruit, and she had yeah. one pin left, and she was going to give it to fucking Casey, and she did. Yes. They want to kill her. All these robots are out to kill them because they need to stop them from knowing about Tomorrowland because no one's allowed to know about Tomorrowland. Yeah. Don't talk about Tomorrowland. Yes. It's like <laughs> fucking Fight Club. Exactly. 
Um, is there anything else um, that you have before we go into other people's thoughts? There's a lot more violence involved too, like with the fucking, uh, you know, when they're when they're in the fucking nerd shop. Yeah. More violence with that. There's a lot of violence in this movie. There is, but it's all robot violence. <laughs> yeah, robot violence. Like they should put that in the uh, in the rating. Rated PG for robot violence. Yes. <laughs> rated R. Yeah. Okay, okay. Rated PG for language and robot violence. <laughs> <laughs> PG, you don't get the brooding and disturbing R-rated voice. Yeah. You get the PG. PG-13 actually is more goofy, though. PG is more like rated PG. Magical, you know? Yeah. But it's like rated PG-13. It's like fucking, <laughs> uh, like it just reminds me of fucking Jim Carrey movies. Or yeah, or like, like a Rob like, Schneider yeah. movie or an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. Rated PG-13. Oh, God. For fart noises. <laughs> That's basically what it is, but then it's like rated R for sexual situations and nudity. And vagina close-ups. And you ever hear an NC-17 rating? It's even lower. They're like, rated NC-17. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a horror, like those old horror movies, that's what it sounds yeah. like. It's like, <laughs> it's like Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, showgirls. Rated NC-17. <laughs> <laughs> well, they want to quickly get you out of there. Yeah, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. They, it's like they have to say it, but they don't really want to like, yeah. you know, like advertise that too much. Yeah. Or you ever see the Todd Salons movie Storytelling? No, what is that? You know Todd Salons is, right? No. Welcome to the Dollhouse, Happiness. Welcome. To, you never saw Welcome yeah, to the Dollhouse or Happiness? Well, I saw, I, I definitely saw Happiness. I don't remember if I saw fucking... Uh, Welcome to the Dollhouse? Yeah, probably. You had to have seen Welcome to the Dollhouse. That's Doll with uh, Heather Amaterasu or Yes, whatever. exactly. Yeah. Where she plays Wiener Dog. Oh, yes. I definitely saw that then. <laughs> yeah, yes. and then, the, and then uh, fucking the third movie, well, not third, but one of the movies, it was called Storytelling, and it was with Selma Blair, and she plays like a student in a creative writing class, oh. and their teacher like fucks everybody. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> it's it's got a very explicit, but it was NC seventeen too, so it'd be like storytelling. Read it NC seventeen. Anyway, <laughs> I've exhausted that joke. Okay. Oh. All right. What was I saying? <laughs> uh, I don't remember anymore. Robot violence, I guess. Robot violence. Yes. yes. Uh, did you find? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm all for that now. But did you find a lot of similarities to Lost? And that we don't have to be specific about it. But I mean, it seems like it could possibly even be a continuation or a prequel. Be because prequel. of some of those things, like this, like even this is not any spoilers, but this whole thing about finding somebody who's special, or yeah. or even you know, just a lot of little things. It seemed like it could be a side story to Lost. It could be, but then again, like also once upon a time, there was the fucking chosen one and shit. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. same thing, same concept, still an Abrams story. So it's either Abrams or Lindelof. They all They're love that all like special. In, you like, need to be it's all special, like incestuous, like you know, like yes. uh, they all share each other's ideas and shit. <laughs> I mean, when I saw it, I was actually, like, I, I was really fucking excited to see it just because they, like, hyped it up so much. I wanted to actually, like, see this whole fucking movie. And, yeah. you know, I just went in, like, oh, God, I can't wait to see this fucking movie because, like, you know, we got the freaking sneak peek at Comic-Con. We, like, only saw, like, little bits of things. Like, you know, it was just nice to see the uh, the whole shebang. Both Brad Bird and Lindelof being involved, to me, is a master. And it was. It was exactly what I wanted it to be, which is awesome. I, I, look, I had no clue what it was going to be going in. But I was happy the way it turned out. Yeah, I liked it too. Though probably Judy Greer was probably not not happy because her, her she was probably like pissed off that she fucking ended up being just like a fucking little like dark ass scene or whatever. Like she where you couldn't even like see her fucking face. And yeah. it's probably like uh well, I mean I'm sure that she still gets the residual checks from it. 
I'm sure she does. Yeah, but she if was probably are, like, what the fuck? I thought I was going to have a bigger role in a Disney film. <laughs> if people are checking it out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so before we get into the, uh, the, the podcasts here, because there's... <laughs> As I said, there's a little bit more Gabe coming up. I know how oh, much you love Gabe and how people out there love Gabe. Uh, before that, here's some reviews that I found uh, around the internets. The internets. Around the interwebs, if you will. So here's the first one. Uh, Baggin Lilio. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. This movie, while it has great visuals, fails at everything else. Does it? The plot is incredibly confusing! I explained the plot before, so I don't understand. This person's a fucking idiot. <laughs> Explosion! I couldn't even tell what was going on half of the time! What? And the acting isn't very good either. It's like the actors didn't even know what was going on. Oh my God. He, was he talking about the characters? I don't know. The actors didn't the know actors what was going on? Like, oh shit, what's Where my am next I? line? <laughs> What movie is this? What happened? I thought that I was in Titanic 2. What? Like, what is no. this shit? <laughs> I, th- I thought I was Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. The only thing saving it from a zero are the visuals, which, like I said, are excellent. <laughs> so, let's talk about the plot. Be- well, let's talk about the acting. I thought that all the actors were very good. Yeah, I, I think Q Laurie didn't really have much to do and yeah. didn't, I mean, his acting wasn't bad, but it wasn't anything. No. I think. But I think everyone else, I thought George Clooney was fucking great. Mm-hmm. I thought Britt Robertson was great. And I thought fucking Rafi, whatever the fuck her name was, the yeah. girl who played Athena, was amazing. Yeah. She was fucking amazing for a fucking, especially for her age. Yeah. And when we saw her in real life, she was like weird and didn't really talk a lot and for that to come out of that was, I thought, a fucking phenomenal. Yeah, child actor. That's what I, happens. I just don't get it. How about this? J-Hep says... J-Hep? Yes. J-Hep says, Boring! No script. There was no script? Was it was there really? improv. The whole thing it's was improv. improv. Oh, it's like uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a great show. So how come this is <laughs> No believable characters. Not at all. No. Um, cuteness done to death. Cuteness done to death. When was there fucking cuteness done to death? I can't, except for the very, very beginning. Little George Clooney. The Clooney. little George Clooney. Yeah. I can't imagine... Any other part that was cute. No, it's not. It's not cute. Well, how about this? My brother and I were lucky in that we agreed almost immediately about how pointless this film was, left the theater, and got our money, money cheerfully refunded. Cheerfully refunded. <laughs> First of all, so he really did only see the George Clooney scene. He immediately left. Oh, he didn't even God. give it a chance. He didn't even wait to see what the movie was about. I'm like, I can't stand little George Clooney. I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm getting my money back. He probably didn't even get up to the fucking like, part where he got to tomorrow. Like, oh, oh my God, no. What a piece of shit. And fuck you. You think that the people in the theater cheerfully gave him his money back here you go enjoy leaving the theater have fun here's your money hooray they're just like throwing money like so so fucking cheerfully fucking idiots okay here's another one by it's all used and ends. Too many fucking use. No, 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 no. Um, what a naive optimism, typical of a Disney Hollywood movie. What? Not to mention stupid and lightning story. Stupid and lightning story. Oh fuck optimism. <laughs> fuck being enlightened. Oh, it's so stupid. Why are people being enlightened? You dumbasses. Don't be enlightening. 
Don't thank the Phoenicians. No, those poor Phoenicians. Never thank them. Oh, that's not nice. Oh, oh God. It's difficult to find any merit of this movie. George Clooney appears only in the later half of the movie, but Disney is marketing as if it is a Clooney movie. Are they? Are they? I don't really think that they market it as a Clooney movie at all. He's in the commercials, but so is uh, fucking Brit. Yeah. Brad Bird better be go back to animated kid film. (laughs) (laughs) What? And kid is capital. (laughs) Read that. Read the sentence. Brad Bird better be go back to animated kid... uh, Uppercase kid <laughs> film. So, uh, no, 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 oh my god! No, 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 no. They, did they use Google Translate for this? <laughs> I don't know. What the fuck does that mean? I don't fucking know. Holy shit! Now I want to read San Diego's review. <laughs> Tomorrowland is one of the best Disney movies of all time. It's about a girl who touches the pin. The pin. The pin. Okay. <laughs> And see a world beyond and travels into tomorrow to save the world. Okay. The effects is pretty awesome, and Casey Newton is one of my favorite characters of all. I wish Britt Robertson will win an Oscar for Best Lead Actress. Oh, I'm sorry. I wish Britt Robertson will win an Oscar for Best Lead Actress. Oh, God. So that's the opposite side of this. This is the opposite. <laughs> this person is just like overly enthusiastic. Yes. <laughs> here's, another, here's another good review, apparently. <laughs> I really, really, really love this movie. I like the funny scene that Casey get hit the wall and she didn't. Notice the staircase because of the pin. Ha ha ha. Oh, God. In their review, they wrote ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Oh, my fucking God. I really, really love this. This is not going back to the beginning. They wrote it again. I really, really love this movie. It's a 100% for family. Oh, God, this is a black (laughs) knot. Hope this movie will win an award because I know they deserve it. Smiley face, smiley face, lowercase, and I can't figure out what the critics, in parentheses, who gave this negative reviews, are thinking. Oh, God, this is terrible. So there's that. That's Shadow. I really hope that this person's eight. Oh, well, it's their Shadow 1989. Oh, fuck. So they're 27 or eight or nine or whatever it is. And I have one one more written review and then we can get on to the podcast. This is by Bishop. And he or she says, this review contains spoilers. Click to expand to view. That's right. They wrote click to expand to view in the review. Jesus Christ. A very utopian type film. Not very inspiring for real life application. (laughs) Okay. This also sounds like this was a fucking Google Google translated. What's wrong with these people? Fucking no, I don't get it. How about this? In this film, Tim McGraw plays a NASA engineer. (laughs) That sounds like he's the main character. I know. They just probably really love Tim McGraw. They're big fans of Tim McGraw. Yeah. They just wanted to like mention him just because they're fans of his. In this film, Tim McGraw plays a NASA engineer who is soon to be out a job. His daughter, Britt Robertson, sabotages the deconstruction of the launch pad in hopes he keeps his job a bit longer. Criminal through and through. Is this what we need to teach our kids? Be criminals and saboteurs and everything should work out all right? No. This is incorrect. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fuck it, Bishop. I, I just want to, before we continue, 
No, it wasn't teaching. No, that it's not being a criminal is okay. No. In fact, she gets arrested and goes to jail. And the dad yells at her. So it's not like it's saying you did a great job. No. He yells at her and she's treated like she's a piece of shit because she did this. So there are consequences yes. that are shown. And she falls down the stairs. <laughs> um Fast forward a few sequences, a pin given by a little girl is only activated by Robertson's character, it seems. That's in parentheses, and like, then there's a period. Okay. The quasi-world she is forwarded to is Tomorrowland, like the Disney Park world. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, my fucking God. Simone, Simone has thrown her phone... Across the room in anger. Though <laughs> so it landed on fucking laundry, so it's okay. Oh, well, there you go. Um, interesting concepts around here. But George Clooney's character was apparently banished from the world a while ago, and the reason's not revealed until the final act. D- did we need to know it ahead of time? Was oh it that important God. that we needed to know then? Yes, we found out eventually. So what are you complaining about? <sighs> Hugh Laurie makes an appearance as the overseer to this fake world, ruling with a dictator-like presence. Fake world? What the hell are they talking about? It's real! It's I mean, real. I, it's fake because it's a movie, yeah. but it's real in the movie, so I don't understand that. Everything is sorted out, quote-unquote, in the nick of time, with childhood crushes reconciled and a hurrah of optimism. <laughs> a hurrah of optimism. Pretty standard flow of a movie. Does that sound like a pretty standard no, flow? No, no. That really. sounds pretty weird. I would like that by his description. Yeah, but it's not a fucking standard <laughs> flow. Main character has something. Everyone else tries to take it from her at all costs. And only a crusty old man seems to know the real potential. How law enforcement and common sense fit into this? Well, it's a movie. In summary, a good rental for a few hours escape from the real world. Not much else. Wait for it on Redbox. Nobody wants to watch Redbox. Who uses Redbox? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't know, Simone, but that's, that's that. These people should not be allowed to write reviews because they're fucking stupid <laughs> as shit. Yep. <laughs> no, I hate it. Another issue that kept coming up was the whole, like, oh, they don't mention Walt, or there's no Tomorrowland because they apparently, you know, originally, 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 before they changed the script around... Because um, it was it was a completely different thing. It was supposed to be about. Wasn't John Favreau attached to this project? Oh, was he? Point? I don't know. He's attached he was, to so many fucking Disney projects. I feel like he now, was, so. but then he moved on to something else, and, oh, and then Lindelof took over. I think I don't remember, but originally it was supposed to be about the land of Tomorrowland. I think, oh. but there was a lot of that. But even so, there was a lot of references, and even if there wasn't, what do you think Walt did? He was part of Plus Ultra. Yep. What do you think he fucking did? The whole point of, you know, Nick sending out the images and the thoughts of, of, of destruction so people would put them in creative things. Walt would have done the same thing. Yep. yep. But, you know, maybe it wasn't about that because the Doomsday Machine wasn't around, but think about it. Tomorrowland existed in the parks, right? Yeah. People like Ray Bradbury wrote about societies that exist, secret societies that exist in the world, like Plus Ultra. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, they would have, in the storyline, done that. That's where Tomorrowland would have come from because he's kind of showing the world that Tomorrowland exists, but everyone's like, oh, it's fiction. But it's not. It's not. Yeah. Anyway, that's a thing. Let's go on to our new best friend, Gabe. 
Oi. <laughs> what, you don't like gay? I hate this guy. He fucking sucks. He's a piece of shit. Well. I don't like anything he says. He just, like, makes me mad because he, like, he's fucking, like, smug-ass, like, know-it-all piece of shit. <laughs> well, this, this one I entitled, Gabe was not wowed. So let's hear that. <laughs> um, ever since I saw it, which was on Friday, um, there have just been a lot of questions and a lot of sort of, you know, going back over certain things that happened and trying to connect, you know, one and one, and it doesn't really make two in a lot of places. Um, so that's been a little bit frustrating. And, and I was really hoping that the movie was going to completely wow me. Um, I think the visuals are really great. I think there are a lot of cool sequences. It sounds like um, but it definitely yeah, wasn't really about what I thought guy. it was going to be about. <laughs> even even with the sort of very uh, murky and sort of mysterious marketing, I, I didn't really uh, get a get a firm handle on what the movie was ultimately going to be about, I don't think. So, so, so Gabe's confused. Gabe, Gabe doesn't uh, understand... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gabe's one of these people who don't get what's going on with Tomorrowland. Fucking can't stand him. <laughs> he was confused. Don't give him a break. So confused. So confused. Oh God! Like he's probably like, oh, you know, there weren't enough explosions. You know, like, uh, you know, why isn't this more like, you know, even like crazier because you know i only like freaking big blockbuster films and like you know have no like thought process put to them or yeah, something. and this was a mainstream film so you'd think that he would be would enjoying think, it but it's not it's not stupid enough for him he <laughs> wants something stupider oh, that's right he does it's fucking like this like michael bay probably michael bay loving piece of shit there was a lot of just like propulsiveness um from scene to scene from moment to moment and anytime that they would there's a lot of dialogue sort of hinting at backstory. Um, people saying he doesn't know, does he? Or she she hasn't heard about that. Or we'll talk about that later. Th- those kind of things that are supposed, supposed to be there to sort of suggest something that's going to be revealed later. And there was so... That didn't really happen that much. It might happen once or twice. But that's another thing. People are like, oh, they keep bringing up questions that don't get answered. What is this, like, uh, fucking lost? Well, that's what people that are saying. Be- people are saying that that's how he writes. But... First of all, there are questions that don't need to be answered. They're just creating questions in their fucking head. Like we talked about a couple of them earlier. Stuff that didn't need to be answered. But, you know, it's nice to know. But if you don't know, it doesn't kill the fucking project. Yeah, it's not a big deal. No. Much of it throughout that I just kept sort of telling myself every time I heard those things, um, well, they're just going to explain all this in the third act. Um, And that's something... You keep telling yourself that. I feel like I've seen in some other, you know, Damon Lindelof things before. um, Just you know, the planting and then expecting the payoff. And ultimately, I don't think there was really that much paid off in the third act. They chose to keep a lot of the backstory and a lot of the things sort of explaining how Tomorrowland even came to be in the first place, um, how it became sort of like a weird, like bombed out version of itself by the end of the movie. Um, a lot of those oh, things yeah. are never explained at all. And so I get... Okay, listen, they are explained. We absolutely get that information. We, we know that. Maybe he stopped paying attention. Maybe he just was like, freaking, I don't know. <laughs> Look, I, it's it's very simple, Gabe. You want to sit down? You want to sit down on my lap so I can tell you a little story, Gabe? You want me to talk to you, Gabe, and tell you what happened? Yeah? Okay, babe. I know, I know, Gabe. I know, I know. Okay, quiet now? Okay, good. So what happened was, you listening? 
Not everything needs to be explained in detailed exposition, but just because you need to know, Frank's little machine, remember that one? The little the monitor pre predicted that the people of Earth would destroy themselves. We talked about that. Remember that? Okay, yeah? Okay, so Governor Nix decided that the best course for Tomorrowland or Plus Ultra as a whole was isolating themselves. Remember we talked about that? Now... It's clear that in like Nix, Nix's, 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 very weird to make that possessive, in his like militaristic leadership, his authoritative leadership, a lot of the members of Plus Ultra were probably either forced out or chose to leave. But all of that doesn't matter because it all takes place, that third act takes place in the spaceport. Which is why at the very end, some people show up because they're hearing all this shit going yeah. down. Things are fucking exploding. Just for you, Gabe, when things explode. Great noises. So they come down to the spaceport to see what the fuck is going on. Nobody needs to be at the spaceport because the whole place got shut the fuck down. Remember? Wow, how did it become fucking bombed out? Because. How about that? Because. Also... If you notice, at the beginning, we had those fixing robots. Those same yeah. robots were now turned into these, like, military robots yeah. who shoot and kill. Same fucking robots from yep. the beginning. They turned bad. Well, it's because of Nyx. Yep. Nyx had them all reprogrammed. Ugh. So instead of people, like, being helped by these robots, like a Baymax sort of yeah. robot, they weren't. They, they were, were being destroyed being... and shit. Just, they're just, like, breaking shit and, like murdering shit probably there's probably a lot of carnage that we didn't get to see yes we never get to see the city proper we only know the spaceport yeah. so it makes no sense for you to even say it is bombed out it's not bombed out mm. just not a lot of people there yeah. nobody's leaving anywhere we don't need to see the rest of Tomorrowland. Yeah. it's not that fucking important well he just wants it all out in the open he needs it to be he needs everything to be explained you okay Gabe okay go Go on. Go on. All right, bye. Have fun playing. I was giving the movie so much credit in my mind throughout that the fact that the last, you know, 15 to 20 minutes didn't deliver on any of those things. Yeah, just stop there. Fuck him, seriously. Um, now, this one is not Gabe. Oh. It's the other guy, Josh. Oh, what the fuck? I like the other guy. He's yeah. going to say something annoying now? What the fuck? Uh, there's, I've listened to a lot more episodes, and I've decided that he's also a piece of shit. He talks shit about Danny Boyle because he can't handle his movies. Oh, he's, he's a PC piece of shit. Like, seriously. Can we, can we still be liberal and also not be PC? Is that a possibility? Probably not. We can. Why can't he? Oh. Holy shit. You don't need to find no, I'm offended by everything. So fuck him too. Aye. See, here's the thing. He decided that seeing movies in the theater is pointless if you have the DVD at home. So re-releasing things like Finding Nemo in 3D or Monsters, Inc. or whatever, you know, Lion King. Remember when they yeah. released Lion King? No. If you can own the DVD and watch it on your big screen in your house... You shouldn't go to the theater. Well, Why would you do that? Well, like, oh, do you have a 3D TV? Does he have a 3D TV? He might, but even if, even so. Does he have a 3D theater? 
He does not have a theater, probably. So, uh, like, what's wrong with freaking treating yourself, treat yourself to fucking some 3D action and shit? It's not even about just the 3D. It's the whole thing of even watching it in 2D. I would go to see a re-release of pretty much any Disney movie, even if it was in 2D in the theater. Yeah, just because you get the experience of seeing it in the theater. It's the big screen. It's got the surround sound. I have surround sound at home, but it's not like surround sound in a movie theater. Yeah. And you get the experience of going out and seeing it on a giant fucking screen, not a, just a 50-inch or whatever he has. Even if he has a 90-inch, it's still not the fucking same thing. Yeah, like, people still go to the movies because of the fucking experience. That's why yes. I go to the movies, and that's why, like, you know, we'll spend the extra money, like, on fucking 4DX if we can get 4DX just because, like, it's fucking great. Exactly. And fucking, he just, he's supposed, he's on a fucking film podcast! He talks about movies, and I don't. I don't understand. He's on a Disney film podcast. All he does is talk about Disney movies. Yeah, he doesn't even like Disney movies. So why do a fucking show about Disney movies when you don't even like them? I don't. know. He hates every fucking movie they talk about, <sighs> and it's not like you know, like he's bitching about little things, but he likes it. He genuinely doesn't like anything. Well, is except this for like, Escape from Tomorrow. <laughs> is this like? Uh, oh yeah, he did like this Escape yeah. from Tomorrow. Is this a show where like he just like hates everything? Like how like if that know? was the joke or it was like if. That would be one thing, but he just doesn't like movies. It doesn't seem like he likes anything, any movies. Huh. He hated pretty much, I think, uh, I think I've listened to 20 episodes, let me say, so far, and I pick and choose the episodes that talk about movies I like yeah. or, or even movies that I don't like, but I want to hear what they have to say about it. Maybe even more. I might listen to 30 episodes at this point, and he hasn't liked one of them. Oh, no, he liked Finding Nemo, but only like, the second time he saw it. He didn't like it the okay. first time. Okay. So, oh, there's that. Who, what the fuck? He, okay. They also talk about, like, Touchstone and Miramax. So, he didn't like train spotting. Now, as much as I think everyone's entitled to their own fucking opinion, but he just decided, no. Not that he doesn't like Danny Boyle, the director, but he fucking thinks that Danny Boyle is a bad director. And he goes on and on and on about how it's too flashy and how he makes the wrong choices and da 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 da, which is absolute bullshit. Hello, we did a fucking movie that won the goddamn Oscar. Remember Slumdog Millionaire? Jesus fucking Christ! It's not how. Oh yeah, but he's a bad director. Well then, why did he win the Oscar? I mean, I I don't fucking get it. It doesn't make any fucking sense to me. He didn't like Train Spotting because of the baby scene. The dead baby? Well, the whole thing with the dead baby was because it's like, oh, man, people get so fucked up, you know, and, like, they, they show the realness. Like, you know, people will get right. so fucked up that they'll freaking, like, let their kid die, and it's like, oh, oh, well. And it's because the rest of the movie celebrated heroin use. Not that the movie was, but it was through the eyes of the characters who were celebrating it. Yeah. So now we're through the eyes of the character who had to experience... What comes because of it? Yep. And so, yes, we do have to see the dead baby. Oh, no, no, no. But I bet you he liked it five years ago, but he has a toddler at home now. God fucking forbid <sighs> you see the same fucking movie five years later. Now you have a kid all of a sudden. Well, now I don't like the movie anymore. Oh, God. How about you just don't look at that part? You know it's fucking coming, so why don't you just fucking turn your head then? I can understand not liking a certain part, but you can't just fucking say, oh, well, he shouldn't have done that. No, he should have. Maybe you should just not watch. Shit. Don't say exactly. that someone should ever shouldn't have done something. <sighs> He's the fucking director, not you. I don't see you directing any fucking movies, no. Josh. You Let's... fucking dick. And I stuck up for you last episode. Yeah, I know. What the fuck? Fuck you, Josh. And fuck you, Gabe. Everyone on that show is fucking baddie. <laughs> baddie. Baddie McGaddy, little bro.
Yeah. So fuck Masterpiece Theater. Fuck them. They stink. Especially Gabe, even though he's not on the show anymore. God damn it, Gabe. Fuck you, Gabe. Gabe is the worst, though. He really is. Millennial fuck. Yuck. All right, here's the next one. He assumes that Frank, who by this point we've now met, he's George Clooney, he's grizzled, he's very cynical, he was kicked out of Tomorrowland for building something he shouldn't have built, and we can get into that in a bit as well. Uh, but, you know, he assumes that Frank is under exile and is not going to violate the terms of his exile. Which then leaves us with Athena, who, when he sees Athena again, he's mostly just surprised that Athena continues to do her recruiting program. That's what Athena does. She is meant to recruit dreamers. That's that's the whole idea of why she found Casey or why she wanted to recruit Frank. So why is Gabe confused? He's telling him exactly what yeah, I just said. Yeah, I know. Bring him to Tomorrowland when he was a kid because she saw in these people... This winning optimism and positivity and this boundless spirit that she thought would fit. But if that's all true, then why are there robots chasing them at all? Aside from, well, we need to have something happening here for the characters to keep moving and move quickly. Like, did either of you make any sense of that? Because was, that was one of the big questions I had that did not seem clear to me at all. So it's not clear why there were robots chasing after them. We talked about this a little bit earlier, too. Why, why was it happening? Why were there robots chasing after Athena and Casey? Because they needed to fucking get rid of them because freaking Nyx wants his, like, fucking fucked up world. <laughs> yes, to be private. Yeah. And he doesn't want anyone to know about it. Now no. Casey knows about it, so she has to die, she too. She has to die, yeah. If fucking, if it wasn't for Athena giving her the last pin, then Casey's was, life would not be in danger. No, yeah. It's very obvious. I mean, why do you have to ask these questions? Why? It's so easy. This is what I'm talking about. People get confused for no fucking reason. You just didn't want people to fucking pollute their fucking world. No. You know, in a way I agree with. But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, yeah. So now we have uh, a little bit more Gabe and more Josh, too. Gabe, what did you think about Hugh Laurie's big monologue scene? Did you, do, you, do you also loathe dystopian fiction? Do you hate The Hunger Games? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't said anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> I want to... I, wanna... <laughs> <laughs> I haven't said anything yet. Yeah, put on your laughing hats <sighs> for that. No, they didn't say, it... like, it's funny, but, you know. No, but well. he was laughing for no reason. Yeah. Um, Uh well I mean I will say that I've gotten a little tired of that Um, so I think on some level I I really agree with the message of this movie I wish we had more optimistic ideas out there and and I really wish that you know the space program were still going strong a a lot of those kind of things Um, but I I do think that um, it just felt like when we got to that scene and that monologue like wait that's all it is because they kept referring to just how how far south Tomorrowland itself had gone. What else did he want? I don't know. What like what would have been a better reason? I thought that's a pretty big reason. Yeah. The world is coming to a fucking end. That's all it is. That's all it is. Oh, just the world coming right. to an end. Oh, well, it could have been something it? bigger. Oh, well, it should have been something bigger. Yeah, it should have been something. You know, it could have been like you know, you know, maybe somebody could have been crying somewhere. You know, maybe mm. uh. Maybe somebody lost their uh, their ice cream. They oh, yeah, it. and then maybe a uh, fucking, like, seamless, like, you know, had a power outage or something like that, and you couldn't <laughs> order dinner. That actually is a problem. That's happened to us. Yeah, it's awful. May, like, like his his idea of problems, because he's a child, is like, oh, my toy broke, and I, I, I can't get a new one because the store's closed. 
I want my toy! Now, that would have been compelling to him. But, you know, he gets, you know, death and destruction and the world's going to end. And he's like, meh. <laughs> because kids don't bother with that shit. No. You know? Um, like, at one point, uh, George Clooney saying, you know, oh, it's not like that anymore. And when we see it, it, it almost resembles the, like, World's Fair um, if from uh, the end of Batman Mask of the Phantasm, where it's just sort of, you know, all run down, nothing's working. It's very, you know, like this place that was once supposed to be about dreaming and about, you know, imagination is now just reduced to rubble, basically. Yeah. But they never really explain really? why that is, because, did. Um, it, like, I have no idea why the people in Tomorrowland wouldn't have just started to, you know... Uh, think of a new planet or focus on something else if they knew that Earth they was going to destroy it. I mean, you see these people just walk out at the end after they've de- defeated the villain. Um, and you're like, wait, where did those people come from? Because the most over! of the third act, it seems like they're the, the villain and Jesus the other characters are the Christ only people game. there. Right. It doesn't seem like there's anybody else even left in Tomorrowland. Like they all left or he just did killed them all or imprisoned them all or something, but they never explained any of that either. Um, and so when he gives his monologue, it, it, a lot of it makes sense, but it also just seems like that's his nefarious plan is just the, I don't know, it, it just, a, a lot of that just felt like it, it landed with a thud to me. Well, and to me, his nefarious plan isn't even to create these kinds of post-apocalyptic ideas. It's simply to do nothing when the people of Earth do not respond as he assumes or wishes they would, which, again... Doesn't seem like the most nefarious of plans. And, and you know, you mentioned the, the idea that Tomorrowland is deserted. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't understand why Tomorrowland would be deserted. He, he's letting uh, the world kill themselves. Yeah, I know. And not intervening. It's and not, not only bad. that, he's not letting anybody else help. It's not that bad. And if you try to help, you get kicked out. No big. But, you know, <laughs> not a nefarious plan at all. No, no, it's not a, no. Not, not a big deal. Because, again, Earth is the place that, Earth is disconnected from Tomorrowland right. in that... If Earth dies, or if Earth is killing itself, essentially, that shouldn't affect Tomorrowland. I was very confused about that idea. That didn't make a ton of sense. But who said it did? Who said that Earth being destroyed affects... That's the whole thing, is that he doesn't want it to affect Tomorrowland. So he isolates them. If he didn't isolate it, then people from outside can come in. We don't want that because the outside influence people are, are, is causing negativity. Yeah. He doesn't want the negativity to come into fucking Tomorrowland. The negativity needs to stay on Earth. Yeah. But the whole problem is Nix himself is negative, and that's why everything is fucking going to shit over in Tomorrowland anyway. Yeah. It's not a fucking rocket scientist type of fucking thing. It's so fucking clearly put out for you. I don't know what to fucking tell you! I don't fucking get it. I don't get it. Fuck! This show! Oh. I thought that the Easter eggs, if you can even really call them that, since they were pretty prominent in the comic book shop scene, were a little bit too much. I was kind of distracted by all of the Mr. Incredibles everywhere. I'm distracted because there's a fucking comic book shop type thing! Oh, oh no! God. God forbid we have Star Wars things around! Oh, I'm so distracted! I can't pay attention to the movie because look, it's the Iron Giant! Oh, look! Oh. What is wrong with him? What the fuck? How can you be distracted by all the Incredibles things? Well, freaking uh, when they had in one uh, Once Upon a Time, the fucking Mickey doll or whatever it was, like, you know, that's that could be distracting for a second, but then you're like, <laughs> oh, that's cool. It's a hidden Mickey. Yeah, the end. Move on. Yeah. That's all it is. I know. 
Oh, you know what, dis- what was distracting fucking, uh, whatever, the, the fucking Jim Belushi show or whatever, when they went to fucking the Disney Cruise Line and everything was, uh, Mickey? There were so many hidden Mickey. No, that it was, uh, hidden. George Lopez. Oh, never mind. Freaking George Lopez. <laughs> you know, one of those, like, you know, some dad. Yeah, yeah, it was just fucking Mickey's everywhere. Oh, that God. wasn't distracting to me. I found it just annoying. Just to you. It was just, oh, my God, it, it was, that was, to me, that was fucking distracting. I was like, what, why are they having, like, why is everything... Mickey. Because George Lopez was probably like, let's just make everything Mickey. Let's just make everything. He doesn't. Know, his accent's not even that heavy. No. Um, I and Iron think, Giants. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did think that uh, when uh, Casey gets back her her items from the um, the security guard. Security guard. Security guard. You mean jail? <laughs> the security, security guard. guard. <laughs> oh my god! Did did they not realize that she was in jail? It, Gabe. It's a corrections officer. <laughs> it's not fucking a security guard. No. It's not Paul Blart. Paul Blart's not running around in his Segway going, here's your pin. Here's a... It's a little bit more uh, serious than yeah, that. Seriously. He, she, she fucking went and destroyed NASA equipment. NASA! Yeah, like, like in, in any other world, like, she would definitely have been jailed for life. No, no, just a security guard was the driving around guard, in his yeah. Segway going, oh, oh boy, don't no, do no, that. No, you can't do that. Ooh. Bad girl. Gabe, you're a fucking moron. Nice. Here's the last one from him. I was mostly disappointed because, uh, as Eric was just saying, the movie was much more about the idea of Tomorrowland and what like compels people to want there to be a better future and build a better future and to search for, for something that's better than the world that we have rather than Tomorrowland itself. I don't really feel like after the movie was over, I knew almost anything about Tomorrowland itself. Um, and the, like the workings of Tomorrowland really, um, which was a disappointment, but ultimately that wasn't what the movie was trying to say and what it was really about. So if I see it again, I'll try to, you know, meet it on those terms. This is another problem that these fucking morons can't get their fucking goddamn heads around. Fucking besides Gabe, who's a piece of shit. And thank you. This is our last Gabe for now. Thank God. But. They think because the title of the movie is Tomorrowland, it means that Tomorrowland has to be shown the entire movie. But let me put this out there. When do you see The Wizard of Oz? Is he there the whole time? No. He's the man behind the fucking curtain. You see him twice. Once, and it's not even really him. It's a fucking giant fucking head. Yeah. Second time, it's also a giant head, but then they fucking pull the curtain, and there's the real Wizard of Oz. The last five minutes of the fucking movie. And it's the title of the fucking movie. But do you hate that movie? He's the Wizard of Oz. Everyone should be, like, livid that the fucking wizard isn't, like, you know, in the entire thing. You didn't even get a fucking flashback in the beginning where the fucking wizard pops out and goes, I'm the wizard! Look at me! No. You have to wait like fucking like seventy years later. Later, you have to wait seventy years later for fucking uh, James Franco to do that really bad movie with right. Michelle Williams. <laughs> Awful movie. Right. Um, what about uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark? The Ark doesn't show up until fucking the last fucking five minutes. I feel fucking gypped. <laughs> oh, I'd be like, I, I, I need they need them to cheerfully hand me my money back. <laughs> Give me my money. <laughs> but do it in a cheerful Whee! manner. Here's your money. Here's Hooray! Yay! Celebrate! Uh, yeah, celebrate everything. Woo! Fuck oh you. What about um? What about Back to the Future? Oh my god! You don't see these in the past for the majority of the movie, right? Yeah. 
Oh, we didn't get to be in the future the whole movie. Ah, fuck. That's why we had to make a sequel. I need to make my. I need to get my money back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cheerfully. How about fucking Saving Private Ryan? That you don't see Private Ryan oh. until the fucking almost the end of the movie. Yeah. It's not like Matt Damon is just hanging out with them, going, "You're trying to save me." Woo. <laughs> yeah. Keep walking with me. Woo-hoo-hoo. Here I am, Matt Damon. <laughs> oh, Matt. No. Damon. Exactly. It's ridiculous. What about the Lion King? He doesn't become a king until the fucking last fucking 30 yep. seconds. I know. Oh, he's not a king yet. I can't watch this movie. Wow, I feel like I've been ripped off so many times. I feel like I should uh, like file some class action lawsuit against all films. What about train spotting? They, they, they're not train spotting the whole movie. Yeah. They're doing heroin. Yeah, Why? They only train spot for 25 seconds. Yes, they should just like train spot for like, like fucking seven hours. Seven? <laughs> seven, yes, seven. Oh, God. What about singing in the rain? It's not always pouring. Uh, it should be. In fact, yeah. is it fairly sunny for most of the movie? Yeah, what the fuck? That's a fucking ripoff. Like, they should be fucking soaked. They should be like prunes at the end of this shit. I want my money back. It was only raining during that song. No, not pruny enough. No, we need more prunes. Oh, God. What about, and how about this? Monty Python and the Holy Grail. They never get the grail! Oh, man. The biggest <laughs> ripoff in cinematic history. It never happens! You, so, therefore, oh, well! Spoiler I hate, alert. I hate this movie. Yeah. I didn't get the grail. Oh, spoiler alert from the 60s? <laughs> Did I spoil Soylent Green for oh, you, too? Oh, shit! It was people. God damn it. <laughs> I want my money back. Holy fuck. Yeah, but, you know, it's called Tomorrowland, so that means we have to be in Tomorrowland. Can't we just wait? Can't we just watch the movie because it's about Tomorrowland, and eventually we will see it, but even if we didn't, so what? Maybe they never got to Tomorrowland. Wouldn't that even also be an awesome movie? Yeah. Like, they were on their road to Tomorrowland, but they never found it, but really Tomorrowland was inside themselves. Aww. That could have been something. <laughs> that could have been something. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Gabe. Oh, I hate Gabe. I don't like that guy. No, nobody likes that guy. Nobody will. No. So, uh, I have a surprise. Oh, God, what the fuck is a surprise? Well, before we get into our final big action, we're actually doing somewhat of a radio war. But about Tomorrowland, before we get into that, I have an old friend who wants to see you. Oh, no. Um, come on, come in. Hello? You can come in. You cunt. Hi, how's it going? Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, so we have the rotoscopers oh. did a little, uh, well, really just Chelsea, did a little uh, something on Tomorrowland, and uh, I figured we could just talk to her and see what's going on. So, Chelsea, take it away. I'm kind of afraid to do this review. Are you? Brad Bird fans, I'm sorry. Wait, this is going to be positive, right? Aren't they supposed to be positive all the time? I'm just kidding. All right. Rotoscoper. Tomorrowland is a futuristic drama about... (laughs) Welcome to the Disney Cabaret. Tomorrowland is a futuristic drama about two people with a shared destiny. Frank Walker, played by George Clooney, is a former boy genius. Doesn't she look like an alien? She does. It's weird. Why is her face shaped like that? I don't know. It's weird. Uh. 
who's basically been disillusioned and is very cynical. On the flip side, you have Casey Newton, played by Britt Robertson, who is the ever-optimistic and just as bright, if not more so, than Clooney's character. They are brought together... What? She didn't finish her sentence. No, and then she just... Who like, is the just as bright, it. but not... And then just all of a sudden ch- changed the subject. I don't know. She probably had more to say, and she probably didn't like it. Like, Stop! She keeps cutting. I know, she needs to stop that shit. And she's awful when she's not cutting. She's always awful. Together by Athena, played by Rafi Cassidy. When they first meet her, they don't know what to think of her. She's slightly futuristic, but oh so dark. She's slightly futuristic. Slightly futuristic? She's a fucking robot. (laughs) To think of her, she's slightly futuristic, but oh so darling. And... What? But oh so darling. Oh so darling. It's clearly written. Like, tr- stop trying to make mm. it seem like you're just talking to the camera. Oh, God. There's a cue card. It's terrible. And they just bring her into this story where they now have to save the world. And with a synopsis like that, you're like... What was that word again? Synopsis. Synopsis? And with a synopsis like that, you're like, hey, this looks totally original and awesome. Let's go see it. And really, that's it is. It's totally original, and it is really quite good. The scenery is amazing. So then what's the Obviously, about it takes yeah. after Tomorrowland of Disney, and so you have a lot of... It takes after Tomorrowland? It takes after Tomorrowland. Oh, my God. What, like it's like it cradles it before it goes to bed? Yeah. Like cast and crew member costumes in it, and you're like, hey, I might as well be at Disneyland. Awesome. One of your favorite parts is going to be toward the beginning when they go to the... Don't tell me what my favorite part's going to be. Because if you're going to say it's the fucking part where they go to the World's Fair, no. It's not my fucking favorite part. If it was later in the movie, I would have loved it. But to fucking blow your load that quickly? Yeah. That's what everyone was waiting for. They saw it, and now they that's why they're disappointed. Because yeah. they were wanted to see that. If you put it in the middle, then they would have been invested already. Yeah. They would have been. In, then they would have came when they saw that. Yeah. And then they still would have been like, oh, what happens next? Yeah. They but, might, might still have more for uh, some more ejaculation. Exactly. The 1964 World's Fair. For those of you who don't know, that is actually where It's a Small World actually was debuted. If she says actually one more fucking time. Actually. Debuted. And so you got that whole history tied into it. And you're like, as a Disney buff, I was like, yes. So excited about this. You knew that was coming beforehand. I know you did because fucking in one of the episodes, this is from two years ago, so this is when I was still researching them. In one of the episodes, they talked about it, like when they saw the preview for it. So she's making it like she didn't know. Now, for those of you who are like hardcore Bradbird fans. Brad what fans? Brad what? Going through uh, the puberty. Double puberty. Who are like hardcore Bradbird fans. You're going to love it because it's going to be like, hey, it's Bradbird. And there's a whole bunch of Bradbird Easter eggs in there too. Like a Mr. Incredibles little like trinket. That's not a fucking, I mean. What? Is that why you would go see the movie? I, I love Brad Bird, so therefore I'm excited to see a Mr. Incredible doll. Are you kidding me? Oh, God. <laughs> and I don't like that she talks with fro- vocal fry. Like, she talks like a fucking, like, Kardashian or something. Yeah. Freaking, like, people think it's cool to sound like that. It's not. It's like, I'm gonna make it sound like... I can't even do it because it's so fucking vocally fucked Good. up. Don't. Ugh. <laughs> You also have stuff from the Iron Giant, and even though he's not connected to it in any way, there's a heck of a lot of Star Wars going on. So Thank you, Disney, for cross promotion. As far as the acting goes, and she's a singer. So. Well, I don't understand this. <laughs> I don't get it. Whatever. I kind of quote unquote. Uh-huh. It felt like George Clooney wasn't the right man for this job. The right man. What was she? What else was she gonna say? Was he the? He wasn't the right <laughs> robot for this. He wasn't the right monkey husky for this. Husky. 
It wasn't the right turnip for this. It wasn't the right cinnamon. Yeah, like, what? <laughs> like, like, if anything, like, with her, like, fucking, like, you know, cutting and shit, just, like, he wasn't the right cut, like, you know, like, just, I don't know. Fuck also, this. I mean, I thought that George Clooney was perfect for the role. Yeah, George Clooney, I, like, and I wasn't even, like, a fan of George Clooney before. Like, I actually was like, all right, I like him what now. What about from Dustle Dawn? Oh, he was in that, I forgot. But he played a very similar role in that, where he's at, like, like uh, negative Nancy. Mm, <laughs> Everything's ne- going wrong, so he's, fuck everything. He's just always a negative Nancy. I like that, though. That's yeah. my favorite thing about George Clooney, yeah. is when he plays that type of character. Oh, George the negative Nancy. Um, most of the talking that he did as far as voiceover type, it just didn't have a lot of heart to it. And so- Okay, so this is another thing, the framing device. People had a problem with that. They did? Why? Yeah, well, because they didn't like the whole, oh, well, he's stopping her and she's stopping him. Oh, you tell the story. No, you tell the story. Oh, I'm going to do it like this. No, don't tell it like that. And I felt like it was like Brad Bird... And uh, Damon Lindelof, whoever wrote that part, because they were co-writers, yeah. I think they were really talking about like the studio in a way, like because I'm sure they wanted to begin it differently, and the studio told them not to, so they added this framing mm-hmm. device in where they're like, you know, where George Clooney's telling the story, and then Britt Robertson, aka the editor or the you know the studio or one of the producers, were like, no, you can't start it like that. Start it a different way. It's too negative. Yeah. Start it positive. And Brad Bird and Damon Lindelof are probably like, no, this is actually better because you get to see it this way. Yeah. I feel like the reason that that part is at the beginning is because of a producer, the studio, or some sort of editor who told them that they have to start it in, on a positive note. And that was why he put that fucking device in where, where he's telling her, because she is like the studio head, and he's like himself, like Brad Bird, going, no. This is this is the way it should start. You know what? Fine. How do you want to do it? Why don't you tell the fucking story? Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I do like that. But, you know, a lot of people had a problem with that because it was weird. Oh, God. Because they were bickering or whatever. I like that. That's a, that shows their relationship. Yep. So it was kind of didactic a little bit. Well, Emma Robertson I- did a good job. I enjoyed her. But the one who outdid all of them was Rafi Casady, who... Now Rafi. she said Rafi. The first time she, she said, said Rafi. Rafi. Yeah. Which one is it, fucking Chelsea? Ra- it's is like it Rafi Milo or fucking or Rafi? Is it like Milo or Milo? Is that usually a concern? I don't know. In freaking, uh, I don't know. Milo. <laughs> Simone de Milo? De Milo. I don't know. People, some people, sometimes people are like, is it de Milo or de Milo? Who would think it's de Milo? I don't know. Unless it was D E M. Europeans. De Milo. De Milo. Who played Athena? Man, she is adorable. Man. Not just adorable. She's enchanting. <laughs> she, and- was she enchanting? No. I'm enchanted. She she does look very much like a little Audrey Hepburn. Like what Audrey Hepburn probably looked like as a kid. Like she's yeah. very Audrey Hepburn-esque. But not Catherine Hepburn. Not Catherine Hepburn. No, she wasn't like Catherine Hepburn. No, she wasn't shaky all, all the time. <laughs> and I just, you look at her and you're like... I really like her. Oh, I put it in my pocket. Oh god, that was so creepy. Right, wasn't oh, that really? God, creepy? like, is she uh, gonna say I want to put her in my pocket? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I really like her. People are worried about oh, fucking god. the George, uh, the the Frank and Athena relationship, but I'd worry more about the Chelsea and Rafi Cassidy yeah, relationship. I know. Because let's hear that one more oh, time. God. She's enchanting, and I just you look at her and you're like, I really like her. 
Oh, God, that was creepy. And her face was like... Yeah, what the fuck? She's creepy as fuck. What? Why? I really like her. Look at her and you're like, I really like her. Tim McGraw is in this. He did good. And when they... Okay, that was kind of funny. (laughs) Just acknowledge that he was there. He was just there. Go to Tomorrowland, which is pretty early on. You're just like, yes, this looks amazing. The scenery is fantastic. So it really makes you wonder. Like, yeah, it's always, well, the visuals were nice. Yeah, they were very nice. <laughs> How closely do Disney Imagineers work with like the directors of this film to kind of create this world so that they can, you know, later on go and recreate it at Disneyland, Disney World? What? Ah, what? Now I'm confused. They're going to recreate Tomorrowland again? Wait, how? Wait, that's what? Doesn't happening. that exist already? Yeah, it, it happens. I don't know. It's there. It's in both recreate Disneyland it. and it's, it's, Disney it's, World. It's, a, it's there. It's like a thing. What the fuck is she talking I about? I have no idea. Oh my god! Like, recreate it to the movie? Like, make But it, it doesn't look anything like actual Tomorrowland. No, except for fucking uh, Space, Space Mountain. Mountain. That's it. Um, and the monitor looked like Spaceship Earth. Yeah. Those types of things just go through my head. The visuals were just fantastic. Really well done. You know what goes through her head? I really like her. I really like her. See, I mean, I'm talking about this and you're all like, what's not to like, Chelsea? And that's the problem is I don't know. Why is she a reviewer? (laughs) What? What? No. No. (laughs) Duh. Why is she a reviewer? I don't know. Just just tell me that one thing, Simone. Why is she a reviewer? If If her answer is, why didn't I like the movie? I don't know. Because she wants okay. to be fucking hashtag YouTube famous, I guess, uh. what the millennials would say. What's not to like, Chelsea? And that's the problem, is I don't know. As the story went along, uh. I just felt like the entire thing you was exposition. There really was no you climax, cunt. at least the climax that I was wanting. It was hard for me okay. to really get you to cunt. the point where I was like, you cunt. yes, I am completely invested and I want this to happen. Like I you said, cunt. it was an- I wish that was actually like a real Rotoscopers episode yeah, no. where fucking Morgan's just like, you cunt. Yeah, that would be awesome. It? Is that her or is it Morgan? I still can't tell. I, can't, I think it's Morgan. It sounds like Morgan. Yeah. Anticlimactic. There really wasn't much that I felt like this movie was really basing itself on. I didn't think it was, see, I thought the climax could have had more building, but it definitely wasn't anticlimactic. No. Anticlimactic means that it just kind of ended, and you were like, huh? Huh? What? What, what? It's over? That didn't happen at all. There was a distinct moment where there was a climax. It came out of nowhere, but it happened. Yeah. And there was a lot of moments there where things were going on. You're like, oh, shit, really? That happened? Ugh. On. The motives weren't really that strong. Nobody's motives were strong. No. I would. I need to go to Tomorrowland. No, she. She's like, you know what? I don't care. I'm mm. gonna go home now. Yeah, I know. Fucking like. Everybody's like flaky as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> Athena was like, you have to. You have to take this pin and come with me and see. And she. No, no. She was actually like, eh. Don't worry about it. Go home. You're good. You're fine. I'm gonna go see Frank myself and see what he what's up with him. Yeah. And then Frank was just like, I don't know. Yeah, God, that would be the worst fucking movie. She went to his house, she knocked on the door, and she's like, let me in! He was like, all right. He's like, all right, come in. (laughs) I don't really care, whatever you do. Just make yourself a cup of coffee. This robot's coming to kill you! Eh, let him. (sighs) Whatever. No motive. At all. And even, you know, there's one point where they start getting, doing a monologue and <laughs> you got me monologuing. Um, and uh, she, uh, she quoted the Incredibles. <laughs> uh, 
And you're just like, that's your motive? Really? Like this whole, whole. She's Gabe. She's oh fucking God, Gabe. Really they had the exact same conversation. That's a oh. big fucking motive. That's a big motive. <laughs> She's Gabe. Fucking Gabe. Millennial cunt. You cunt. Plot is based on that? Man. This you was, cunt. I, man. You cunt. That you was cunt. where I wasn't able to really jump on board. It was a good ending. And it's you're going to leave just like, huh. Well, that was that was nice. Okay. That's not, that's not how I left the theater. No. I left feeling inspired. I honestly yeah, did. Yeah, I know. I did. And I don't normally talk this positively. No, you don't. Yeah. The, the, that's, I, it felt like, man, I want to do what I want to do. Yeah. I want to fucking podcast and fucking create music and shit. That's what I want to yeah. do. I felt like that leaving the fucking theater. And I felt like that watching that again last night. Yeah, so freaking, like, I don't know. She obviously doesn't, like, she's not good at what she does, so. Yeah, she's just like, oh, that was a movie. Yeah, she's a singer, but she didn't feel inspired at the end of this movie. Okay. Fucking cunt. But it wasn't something that was like, knock your socks off. I totally get it, and I am right in with it. I guess she didn't get it. That's why. No, she didn't. That's where I'm coming from. And I don't, you know, those Brad Bird fans are going to be like, oh, Chelsea, you just don't get it. Why only Brad Bird fans? Why Why can't someone who just liked the movie say that? (sighs) Why is everything only Brad Bird fans? And maybe that's true. Maybe that's, maybe, yeah. We'll go with that, sure. Um, I can't give this more than like three and a half stars. Even then, I was like three, three and a half. Eh. So I'm going to go with like 3.25. You're going to enjoy it if you go, but it's not going to be like that knock your socks off type of a movie. You guys know me. I, I want to be excited about basically everything, especially if it has... Didn't she give Nightmare Before Christmas like a two-star review? Oh, gosh. She doesn't know shit. She don't know <laughs> shit, yo. Any type of tie to Disney animation or, you know, all of the above. But this just wasn't something I was able to, like, put my whole... You mean understand. This wasn't something that she was able to understand. This is fucking stupid. Pull hard into. Other than that, thank you so much for joining me today. One last thing, we are going to be starting a Patreon for you guys to get more involved with animation, with the show. We already went through their Patreon. This is where it was announced. Yeah, I know. Where where you get to pay like however much dollars a month and then you can fucking hang out with with fucking Mason on the fucking Terrible. Why only him? Oh, God, because he's uh, the shittiest one because he's fucking like racist and fucking like, you know, homophobic and... The girls Shit. probably think that they don't want to do it because, like, what, like, oh, what if guys think that I'm hot? You're not Ugh. at all. Ugh. You look like an alien. And with all of us, the rotoscopers, Mason, Morgan, and myself. So definitely check out the video as I'm going to be posting it right here. Are you? It's a really good one. I spent a lot of time editing, so you should totally just watch it. Did you? Just for fun. Yeah. Until next Welcome time, I to the Disney Oh, Jesus Christ. How'd you feel about the rotoscopers coming back? I still don't like her. Mason is definitely the worst one, but, like, this was just annoying as fuck. Yeah, the problem here is that, I mean, she... She was boring. She's boring and she's creepy. Yeah, that was really weird. I really, I really like, like her. her. Yeah, what was that? Like, when the hell did... I never thought that way. I never Why thought... Why would that anybody? Way. Even George Clooney's I character didn't feel that way no. about her. 
I don't. Holy shit! Oh, Simone, wait till we get to this next one. Oh god. <laughs> Not looking forward to this shit. At least this bitch wasn't being racist and fucking sexist and homophobic. Yeah. Like we weren't getting that, which is what we normally get from a rotoscopers episode. But I, there's something wrong with her mm-hmm. besides the fact that she's a Mormon. She's like freaking stupid. There's something fucking wrong. Something's with her. wrong with her, and also she always sounds like she's sick. And she's dumb. Yeah. Why does Why does she fucking have that fucking horrible voice? When she's supposed to be a singer. Maybe she smokes. I don't know. Like, But then again, I know smokers that don't sound like that. No. I don't know. I think that that's intentional. I think you she think, does that to her own voice. You think that she's like Terry? <sighs> hey, guys. I can't, do that. <laughs> I can't even fucking do it without fucking my voice up. Can't stand her. She's like fucking girl Gabe. She Gigi. really is. Fucking two Gabes in a row. Ugh. Too many Gabes. Too many Gabes. All right. So on to the fucking final show. Hooray. <laughs> no, you're going to like this one. Mm. This time, we have the most psychotic woman I've ever fucking heard before. Oh my god. Like, this woman is, is out of her fucking mind. Is she worse than uh, fucking Mouse in Our House or whatever the fuck it is? Yes. Oh, but, god. I mean, Mouse in Our House is a worse show, but this woman is literally fucking insane. Jesus. There's something wrong with her. Great. Can't wait. Well, you don't have to wait. Ah, fuck. It happens now. Hello, and welcome to oh, Spoiler God, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Tomorrowland. <sighs> now, if you have not yet Does she have, like, Botox or something? Uh, she is frightening. I mean, it, how old do you think this woman is? I don't know. Like, at first I thought she was, like, in her 60s and she had, like, Botox. <laughs> I, I, thought I thought she, she was, was in a... her 30s. Oh, she's in her 30s? No, I, I don't know. That... I, I, I can't tell. Something about her seems really old. I hate her. Like, like, freaking then her voice is obnoxious. Yeah, well, Hello! Hi! We'll get ready for Whoa, more. Oh, God. <laughs> to avoid spoilers, then you can click right here to watch my non-spoiler review. And no. then I hope after oh, you've God. seen the movie, you'll return to this episode. Because there is so much for us to discuss. This yeah, is I a see that. Maybe that's why I think that she looks like she's in her 60s. <laughs> for aiming so high, I think it falls short in a number of areas. Okay, so that intro was the, the most positive part of this review that we'll hear. Okay. Oh, God. Let's move on. Now, like all of my spoiler reviews, there are chapter times noted in the video oh, description, which will allow this, you... You can talk over this, I think. On, on okay. Your, uh, because I don't give a shit about her fucking chapters. Uh, oh, look, there's pictures of George Clooney. Is it, like, interactive or something? Do you, like, click so on them and click something on happens? That time no. In the video no. description. Then I want to start this discussion with story, because I think that's where this movie really falls apart. Uh, I think the people to blame for Tomorrowland not quite working are Brad Bird, Damon Lindelof, and the Disney Studio. Otherwise, I think everyone does a one- So everyone who worked on the movie. Everyone who worked on the movie. Otherwise, oh my god. The only people to blame, I only people to blame, are Brad Bird, the director, Damon Lindelof, the co-writer- and all of the Disney studios. And everybody was working for Disney. <laughs> Pretty much anybody at Disney. Yeah, just 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 them. them. Just blame Disney. Nobody else. Yeah. Even Tim Burton, who used to work for Disney. Yeah, no. Like I... thirty years ago or more. 
wonderful job. I think this film, for instance, is very well acted. And we'll discuss the actors towards the end of this review. But Great. again, I'm fucking I want to pleased start with the story. That. And this is a complex discussion in and of itself, so this is broken up via chapter times in the video description I can't as fucking well. wait. So we're going to start with story, and with story, we're going to start with two plot points in the film which are oddly self-referential. The first is... Uh, the fake commercial for Tomorrowland that Casey experiences mm -hmm. when uh, she first gets the pin and she's able to finally get to the go. city and they okay. say, oh, you know, we're saving a seat say. for you on the rocket ship. It was a very compelling commercial, by the way. I was like, I would like to go there. Or, you know, I would like to see that movie. Where's that movie? Ugh, shut up, bitch. He says, it's all a lie. And that's what's self-referential about it. Because I think the promises that are made to Casey with that uh, commercial are also made to the audience. But first with the ad campaign for the movie, and then within the movie itself. You never visit that Tomorrowland, which is a very odd choice for a movie called... No! It's not an odd choice! It's about the fucking journey! It's about the journey! Oh my fucking god! I'm already done with this shit! How many times do I have to tell it to every fucking person who gives us a bad review? It's not about the actual Tomorrowland. It's about getting to Tomorrowland and rebuilding Tomorrowland! But instead, people just want to, like, be in Tomorrowland and, like, freaking, you know, go on, like, Stitch's Great Escape or something <laughs> like that. That's all it needs to be, right? Just hanging around in the parks the whole time. That's probably that make you happy, you cunt? Oh, God. That's probably what people want it to be, like, fucking actual Tomorrowland. <laughs> like, it's, like, no story. Yeah, no, no, It's no, just, nothing. like, you're just, like, hanging out, like, yep. you know, fucking eating turkey legs and shit from Absolutely. the lunching pad. I, oh, there wasn't enough Tomorrowland in it. Oh, you got enough. You got Space Mountain the end. I know. Tomorrowland. There are other ways they could have fulfilled that title, oh. which they did not, which we'll discuss momentarily. But yeah. as I said, that's the first oddly self-referential plot point in the movie. Now, on a side note, by clever. the way, I wonder how many people actually made it to Tomorrowland during the heyday of their recruitment period. Because not only did they have to find a dreamer, but they had to find someone who wouldn't kill themselves, you know, during that, experiencing that commercial in an alternate dimension. For instance, when you fall down the stairs in real life, there's a very strong chance you'll break your neck and die. So I thought that the movie was a little irresponsible to show that. Irresponsible. Kind of it's a movie! Do you oh think people God. are just gonna go, okay, I'm gonna take my pin, I'm gonna imagine them in Tomorrowland, and I'm gonna fucking throw myself down the stairs. Is that what's gonna happen? Probably. They probably think that people will do that. Well, there are people like who probably would do that because they're idiots. But to be funny, they wouldn't do it because they're impressionable youths. Yeah, I know. Uh, physical harm and you know to have the character just stand up and brush yourself off I was like well, that would not happen that's a serious problem this is called a movie it, it's a movie and also <sighs> like who says she just brushed herself off it cuts right after that yeah I know we don't know how long it, was, it took before she grabbed her bike and went off to yeah, the road yeah I know what the fuck I mean what the fuck and not every fucking you know fall down the stairs is a serious injury for instance a while ago, my, when I used to live with my mom back in the day, back in, uh, in Long Island days. Long Island. Long Island. I was carrying my amp. I had a huge amp, and I was carrying it up to the fucking attic where I used to play. Yeah. And I, I thought I could just do it on my own. I didn't need anybody's help, and I'm halfway up the stairs. God damn, I fucking cannot make it up the fucking stairs. I tried to put the amp down, but because how narrow the stairs were, I fell backwards oh. down the fucking stairs. I rolled down the stairs and I landed on the fucking couch. Because, like, that's what, you know, when we yeah. come down the stairs, the couch was kind of, like, underneath it. Like, yeah. kind of felt like that. Guess what happened? 
I brushed myself off and I went, I guess I'll wait for someone to help me carry that upstairs. I had a fucking, like a million ton, oh, you're exaggerating. Yes, I'm exaggerating. I had a fucking million ton amp I'm carrying upstairs. It landed on me and guess what? I brushed myself the fuck off. Well, you are also young and resilient. Yes, and so is she. Yeah, she's supposed to be. 17. She was about the same age when that happened. I know. Holy fuck! Uh, yeah, I'm not saying that every fall ends, ends fucking happily. Some yeah. you could just bump your head like fucking Natasha Richardson, and then all of a sudden just die for no reason. Yeah. That happens. Yeah, but R.I.P. Natasha Richardson. Sure. All right, so that's the first self-referential plot point. This first, didn't she just mention two different yeah, things? No, what the fuck? So okay, what's Shouldn't this be the third what you're about to say? Second is the tower. The tower in Tomorrowland that was beaming out negativity, right? Uh-huh. I thought Full that was odd because the movie itself kind of seemed to beam out negativity in my opinion. What? Did it? Did it? Did you were you beam negativity at the end of that movie? No. What the fuck is she talking about? Were you it, were you she... like all oh, the world's gonna end and nothing why even try? No, is what that movie... how you felt? No, what the hell movie is she even talking about? Not this one. Not this one, because I thought this one was fucking positive as a motherfucker. I know, it was extremely positive. Yes! We went through a whole fucking thing about it already. I thought instead of being inspirational, it was preachy. Uh, and I think that, How you know, is that negative? Casey has this discovery that the um, you know, you're zapping ideas into people's heads, right? And I thought that the movie was trying to zap ideas into people's heads uh, instead of just planting seeds and letting those seeds grow naturally even once you've left the theater. I think that few people will find themselves moved uh, by the film in a way that would change how they inter- interact with uh other people uh, uh, and every, everyday uh, life, right? Uh, uh, I don't think someone's going to watch Tomorrowland and go, I should feel better about the future. You know, they might have enjoyed it, but I just don't think it had the... Isn't that exactly what you felt at the end? Yeah, I know. That's, exa- that's exactly the fucking point of the movie, is that you should care about the future. Yeah. How? I don't understand that. Because Because they were being quote-unquote preachy? Yeah, they were being preachy. Not in a bad way, though. Yeah. They were saying, dudes... Let's, let's, like, I know things suck, and, like, you know, there's a lot of pollution, there's a lot of this, but let's have a positive attitude. Get through this together. Yeah. It's all work out. I know. Jesus yeah. Christ. Like work out, like, like, deadlift and, like, you know, bicep curls. Jumping jacks. <laughs> Fine inspirational qualities that Walt Disney often had in his own heyday, which I think the movie was trying to mimic. Although, as many people have pointed out, all references to Walt Disney are removed in this movie, even though they were featured in some of the, uh, you know, initial trailers for the film. Stop looking at your script. Look how she looks off the fucking camera. She obviously has a script. Yes, and, okay, yes, but this is not the only movie that showed things in the trailer that weren't in the fucking movie. Yeah. Pretty much, I'm going to say 40% of movies do that. Yeah. They show a whole bunch of shit because what they do is they film the trailer before they film the movie. Yeah. A lot of the time. Or they'll film a couple things here and there, but they're not done, but they want to get a trailer out now. So they throw something out there. They don't know how it's going to end. Sometimes a story needs to come together. And they realize maybe we shouldn't be, you know, patting the proverbial fucking back. Of fucking Walt of the Disney Company. Yeah. We didn't have to keep mentioning Walt. Yeah. We all know Walt has to do with this. Yeah, they did plenty of that in fucking, like, was it Saving Mr. Ryan or... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Now, I did appreciate the idea at first when I watched the movie that it was, you know, discussing the fact that people don't seem to be looking for a bright, big, beautiful tomorrow. And 
A what? A bright, big, beautiful tomorrow. A There's bright, a bright, bright big, big, beautiful, beautiful tomorrow. tomorrow. Oh, right. God. Anymore. And look at her face. Look how smug she is. She's like, I just made a Disney reference, but she didn't. No, she didn't. <laughs> a Carousel of Progress is one of my favorite rides. To is it? Is it really? Is it really? <laughs> is it really? <laughs> A bright, big, beautiful tomorrow. I, I mean, love oh, that oh, carousel of progress. About Disney. I know everything about Disney. Especially. You cunt. Oh, <laughs> deserve that. What a piece of shit. You cunt. Oh, boy. At, uh, it's, a, it's a Magic Kingdom <laughs> in Tomorrowland. It's very good from the World's Fair. Uh, and so I thought, very oh, that's good. a good point. You know, wh- where are the people who are the dreamers for tomorrow, right? But then after I left the movie, I thought about it, and I was like, well, what about the Apple Store? Apple is a company, or Google. What about the Apple Store? What about the Apple Store? I don't know. I want to know about the Apple Store. Will she tell us what she thinks about the Apple Store? Is there uh, actually... People are working very hard for a bright, beautiful future. So I Now she great. got the whole thing wrong. I know. It's just like, oh my God. I think that this movie was a little biased and that it was like, well, nobody's promoting Walt's idea of the future. What? That's another big problem with what? this film. And that because it had a, a duality to what it was trying to achieve, it couldn't really achieve anything. So what... Let's just break down what you just said. It was trying to have a duality of what it was trying to achieve and therefore it couldn't achieve anything. Duality. What, what does that even mean? Of what it was trying to achieve. What? A duality I, I of what it was trying to achieve. I have two, no idea. Where's the other thing? If it's duality, there's two things. What's the other thing? Yeah, what's the what other are they trying to achieve? A duality. I don't know. What is it? And what? What they're trying to achieve and blank. X solve for X. And then it couldn't really achieve anything. No. So in a duality of what it was trying to achieve, so that means that it negates you know, its own self. And then it's not able to achieve anything? What does that even mean? Solve for X? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't get it. She's a fucking moron. She's just saying things. I think she is just saying things. She just wants to sound <laughs> smart or something. She's not. No. So what's the duality? Well, it not only wanted to promote oh, the future, whoa. but it wanted to promote Disney's version of the future. And Did it? What was Disney's version of the future? The only Disney's version of the future that I know is Epcot Center. And yeah. it did not promote that... At all. No, this is not Epcot Center. We didn't get to, there was nothing about fucking pavilions. <laughs> there was nothing about people living and commuting by, via fucking uh, TTA. No. There was, there was nothing about fucking like living in this like weird closed community circle thing. No. It was not Epcot. No, what the fuck? That's no. Walt's vision yeah. of the future. We did not get that. No. It wasn't about that. Nope. And I'm okay with that. So stop saying that it's doing something when it's not doing something. Not just Walt Disney's version of the future through his uh, World's Fair rides and his theme park attractions. That's not his vision of the future. Is his vision of the future a bunch of fucking, like, children singing songs, the same song all over the world? That's not his fucking... It's just just a a metaphor for what he wants or what we all should want. And is that a bad thing to want? What was in the World's Fair was not something that was like his bright vision of the future yet. He hadn't done that yet. No. This is just something that, you know, was on his mind. It was a metaphor. I know. Jesus. Oh, my God. But also the theme park attraction itself, Tomorrowland. The attraction 
tomorrow. It's just because it's an attraction. The whole land is one attraction. One fucking attraction. You just sit down. You go. You get on the TTA. That's Tomorrowland, and it takes you around and throws you onto rides. And then when you get out of the ride, it continues your your journey along the TTA. Oh, that sounds fun. (laughs) This is one attraction. One attraction. You can't even walk around. There's no food. There's no No launching pad. No stores. You. The bathroom by Space Mountain, gone, because it's one big attraction, and that means you can't fucking meander around. You have to take the path. Not like the path train, the New Jersey Transit train. Oh, I'm just coming up with bad... What What is happening here? I don't know. Jesus fucking Christ. I'm not letting you get away with that. Fine, I deserve all of these damn car crashes. God damn it. <laughs> this movie had an ulterior motive, which derailed it, it I think, it in terms of, you know, achieving any creative or entertainment goals. What do I mean by that? What, well, what do you mean by that? Well, yeah. towards the end of the movie... There was nothing creative about it. No. It was all, like, math. Yes. It was like everything calculus. Was, everything was factual. There was no entertainment value. There was no creativity. Yes. It was literally sitting down and watching math. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> when they went to Tomorrowland, you know, when it was no longer the beautiful place in the commercial that was a lie, I thought that the... Co- yeah, keep swallowing, bitch. Costumes for many of the characters looked like they were theme park costumes. You- okay. Apparently, in the rundown version of Tomorrowland... They look like they're wearing theme park costumes. What? Lori in particular, what he was wearing, I was like, what are you wearing, you Lori? You look ridiculous. <laughs> and, and trim at the beginning of this movie, but that costume gives you a paunch. You know, why isn't the costume what? design on top of that? Edith Head would never have allowed that to happen. I mean, Disney uh, was always impeccable from top to bottom in everything that he what? produced. What is she didn't talking see that about? As well. So no that's idea. another thing that made it a little less Disney for a movie that was trying to emulate Disneyana. Is that why a theme park costume 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 horrible? Look at his I've never seen a theme park costume look like that. That would be an awesome theme park costume. It's got spikes on it. I know. Fucking, it's got like a a fucking lapel going down there. He's got some shiny. Yeah, he's got like a shiny. Like, what is that? Like, um, one of those martial art geese underneath it. Oh yeah, I know. Like that is not a fucking. It looks that looks too expensive to be a fucking. How is that a theme park costume? I don't know. Are you out of your fucking mind? Fucking get it. Look. And then what? Look, he's wearing a jacket and a t-shirt. Okay. Look, look, these guys back here look like they're from like a, like some sort of futuristic military. That's not a theme park costume. No, what the fuck? It is looks like demolition, man. Fuck. What, what does that even mean? Like theme park costume. She thinks that they're promoting the park no. because this is the this is what they wear in Tomorrowland. No, that's not. Oh. I mean, I oh Jesus Christ, cunt. <sighs> And then also at the end, when everyone's like, oh, Tomorrowland's back up and running. Well, you saw several characters, uh, you know, the support staff at Tomorrowland, and even Tim McGraw, Casey's dad, he was wearing a Tomorrowland-type outfit. And they clearly wore theme park uniforms. And when I saw them, I wasn't like, ah, Tomorrowland, back back in business. I was like, oh, so that's what the new costumes look like at the Tomorrowland. Uh, Next time I go to Disney World or Disneyland, that's what they're going to be wearing, huh? Yeah, really? They're going to be wearing... A farmer's outfit, uh, some a, a muumu, a waitress costume, a construction guy, a cowboy. <laughs> this should be like what everybody wears in fucking uh, like walk around characters at a world showcase. Is she really fucking insane? I don't know. Fucking. What is she talking about? I don't know. She's talking about like freaking the end when they're uh, when they're doing that like pin ceremony, like you know the end of uh, Star Wars or whatever. With when Chewie gets like snubbed. <laughs> 
And I just, I was surprised. I think that you? the movie should be the a horse and the theme park should be the cart instead of, you know, vice versa. It, they didn't even talk about the theme park. No. There's not, like, the only reference to the fucking theme park is the great, big, beautiful tomorrow. That's right. Great, big, beautiful tomorrow at the beginning. Ugh. Right? And then they showed Small World. At the beginning, but again, that's not even a theme park reference because it's a reference to the fucking World's Fair in 1964. That is neither theme park. That is a fucking place in Queens. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Fucking Corona. (laughs) Yes. So stop your shit. They didn't talk about either fucking park. The only reference was the Space Mountain, and that's really it. Unless you consider, you know, the guns that they were using to shoot each other. Yeah. That looks kind of like the the Astro Blaster guns. Oh, from yeah. The, yeah. One in Disneyland. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. But still. Ugh. You should develop the best possible costume that you can and do a close enough approximation for the theme park if it's not, you know... Um, no! There's no theme park costume here! No, so that isn't. really bothered me. Also, she's clearly never been to fucking Disney before. No, she and she thinks that's what the theme park costumes look like. Is she Is she out of her fucking mind? Is she really out of her fucking mind? She's fucking crazy. She's Holy so shit! There were several points in the movie where they were like, let's go from point A to point B. And I was like, you're just setting up a ride. You know, because... What? What? So, there's two road trips in the movie, right? Uh-huh. One of them when they're going to Frank's. Yes. One of them when they're going to the Eiffel Tower. Yes. Do either of those lend themselves to a ride? No. Like, oh, you go to some guy's house and he fucking like, uh, like. No, no. She said from point A to point B. That means just the car ride. Well, that sucks. Uh, That's so uh, stupid. I'd be so annoyed. <laughs> Everybody enjoy the new Tomorrowland ride. It's called the Journey to Frank's House. That's horrible. <laughs> Let's go see Frank. And then when you get there, maybe they have something at the end where you can, like, look at the outside of his house or something like that. And they'll, like, freaking, like, uh, force you out. Yeah, that'll be it. I know. Because I'm, I'm a big Disney fan. I are you? Theme- you are? I, you don't even know the freaking, like, lyrics to the fucking song. No, nor did you understand what costumes look like. <sighs> Parks all the time. I really love, you know, Imagineering. I'm a big fan of, you know, all of that. Are you? And so I think... Uh, you know, all of that. I don't even know what it oh, means. That, but, I don't know what that you know, means, I just you know, heard the word. I, I heard about that. So I, you know, I, heard. Of, yeah. I was on the Disney boards like three times. Yeah. So I heard of this thing called Imagineering. I get it. Yeah. Maybe perhaps more than some other people watching the movie, and I, I'm sure a number of people like me maybe felt the same way. You're like, well, you. Nobody like you. If if we, what you think is people who like the theme parks felt the way you did, oh, God. because anybody who knows the theme parks knows that is not what the fucking park looks like. You dumb She's an idiot. cunt. She really does know what the park looks like. Plus, she called tomorrow and an attraction, so everything she says is pretty much retarded. You're just, you know, sowing the seeds for an attraction. You know, you're not nope. really putting nope. the movie first. Nope. So I think that was a real problem. Wrong! Wrong! Now, this leads to another problem, right? So they're only promoting uh, Disney's future. <laughs> the future and tomorrow in general is a very big idea. And this movie couldn't fully explore it because they had that ulterior motive of promoting Disney's version of mm, the future. Just a no. tip. Because yep. I think they really should have done a better job of putting... Uh, a reference Just a tip? to Fritz Lang's Metropolis in here. It's one of the first movies what? about the future. It's let's talk, let's all of a sudden just fucking copy Fritz Lang. Yeah, let's just like copy it completely. It, especially because it tried what? to go dark, right? You're like, how can you not have Metropolis there? They That's even like, have a robot what? little girl. Uh, which Ooh, was- a robot little girl! Ooh! A robot little girl. Oh, my God. 
was, I think, an interesting idea, but it's an idea that Disney just cannot explore correctly because of... Get ready for this. Oh no, what is she going to say? Their parameters as a brand, right? So, because a little robot girl is a pretty dark idea. A, ro a robot girl is a pretty dark idea? <laughs> what about all the, like, audio animatronics, which are all, like, fucking, I guess, robot people? Yeah, like, oh, it's so dark. Yeah. So dark, God. Yeah, yeah, Carousel of Progress is a fucking dark ride. Dark-ass fucking Holy ride. Shit, it's dark as shit. Yeah. Horizons was fucking dark. With that weird negative-ass version of the future? Oh, wait, no. It wasn't. Just like neither was the fucking movie! Ugh. Why is a robot little girl a dark idea? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't. I don't understand what uh, that even means. What? 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 Isn't there a robot little girl in many attractions? Like many, many, many. <sighs> She's never been to Disney. No. Any of the Disney parks. No. Isn't there like a robot Alice somewhere? <laughs> Probably. Uh, especially if you're going to show what happens to her over the course of time, right? Who are you asking? So I would. She said, yeah, right? right, and then like, like looked like, looked away, like to like. It's like who are you talking to? Like she looked at like her notes, but like she was just like looking at like right notes, right? Am I right? Nobody's answering no. you, cunt. For instance, what was the origin of Athena? I thought, for instance, that she was uh, Hugh Laurie's surrogate daughter. I thought no, she was built for to be a recruiter. Yeah, that's the only reason she exists. That is why she was created. So you don't even have to ask that question because I, I just know. answered it for you. So move on. That's how she was being set up at the beginning of the Hugh film. Laurie's daughter? Any other what? child robots. Why would you build a child robot? Uh, I think that it would be not... Because the mind of a child is supposed to be like a majority optimistic? Yes. Like there's really no pessimism in children? I know. So that's the whole concept of the movie? Ugh. Get it? It's a she, metaphor? No, she doesn't get it. She really doesn't. Ugh. Oh, God, not so great so for that one. Robot yeah. over time. It's a little similar to uh, uh, Kirsten Dunst's character in Interview with a Vampire. What? Was she a robot? <laughs> she was a, a girl who is a vampire. But that's not a robot. No, it's not a robot. Seinfeld 4! Robots and... So robots and vampires <laughs> are the same thing. Same thing. Same fucking thing. It's okay. just the I same get it. thing. Okay. Alright, I get it. Robots and vampires. Same shit. Equal. Okay. Yes. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I learned something today. You really did learn something today. It's very interesting. <laughs> uh, that was her first big role, and it was a very controversial role, but at least that movie explored it the way it needed to be explored, right? It's controversial. It didn't explore anything. No. It was from a book. I know. But Disney can't do that as a brand. They simply cannot explore such a concept the way... You know, it obviously needs to be explored. How does it obviously need to be explored? What was... Okay, Kirsten Dunst was fucking bitten by a vampire. She is now a child vampire, and she's always going to be a child because she died as a child. What does that need to explore? That's the fucking character. I don't get it. I don't understand. Now, fucking... This robot girl was built to recruit people into the fucking Tomorrowland project and the Plus Ultra. So there you go. No exploration needed. I just explored it and gave it to you on a fucking platter. What the fuck are you talking about? Worse than Gabe. Worse than Gabe. She is worse than Gabe. Oh. So I did understand. Also, having Hugh Laurie have a surrogate robot daughter would have been no. a Tokyo reference and also an Astro Boy what? reference. Astro Boy isn't even Disney. What the fuck? Pinocchio? It's not a reference to Pinocchio if he would be a surrogate daughter. How is that a reference to Pinocchio? Oh, I, don't, I don't get it. Astro Boy? 
Astro Boy. Wait, that's, that's not Disney. No, it's not. Was it ever owned by Disney? I don't think so. So why the fuck would... Because she's a moron! She says she claims to be a big Disney fan. Yeah, but Astro Boy, I mean, Pinocchio and Astro Boy, why didn't they do it? Because that's not what they wanted to do. It doesn't have... You don't have to reference everything all the time. Oh it, it, do, do I go see a movie to reference things? Holy oh. fuck! No, You know, so when I went to see Memento, I was so disappointed that they didn't reference, like, every other movie that had cool editing tricks. Yeah. I also was really upset that they didn't reference every Disney movie. Oh. Well, they should have. They should have. They really should have. Well, freaking, I could tell you that, that Astro Boy was freaking from, like, uh, Dark Horse Comics or whatever, and freaking, like, Freddie Highmore played Astro Boy. Okay. Something. What's your point? I'm just saying that it's not Disney. I knew that! <sighs> Another very popular and, you know, old-time, legendary, you know, stood-the-test-of-time story about the future. And that would have been great to have that reference as well. Is Pinocchio a story about the future? Yes. Because he just lumped Pinocchio and Astro Boy together. Same thing. Same thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, oh, so robots and vampires and also robots and wooden boys. Yes, same shit. Got it. Wood? Robot. Robot. Vampire! Robot. Robot. Everything is basically a robot. Yes, everything is a robot. We're robots, too. Is it... Because <laughs> she's made of wood? Yeah. Good! But they couldn't do it. Instead, we got this... Uh, I mean, these are my notes, if you're wondering what I'm looking at. No! We already knew! What else could you be looking at? Yeah. Uh, we got a really a creepy, friend. inappropriate romance between George Clooney Uh-oh. and oh, Athena. No. Uh, and I felt that, you know, again, if the movie really wanted to go there, I think they didn't go there 100%, and I don't think they could because, again, if the brand... Um, she wanted the fucker? Oh, God, what the fuck? He just okay, takes that, his big George Clooney cock out and fucks a tiny robot? That, that's really fucked up. Is that what she that's, wants? Now that's dark. <laughs> the, the, the robot little girl is evil! We can't have it because if we have a robot little girl, George Clooney has to fuck it! That's the only way. Oh, That's God. what she's saying. Basically. She's, she's saying either don't have a little girl or you better have George yeah. Clooney fuck it. Yeah, basically. What? That's fucked up. That's that's sick. There's something wrong with this bitch. The Disney brand problem not being a fit with that. But there were certain questions that needed to be answered. And also the relationship itself just didn't make sense. First of all, no, it was all. very inappropriate. Yeah, uh, so inappropriate. George Clooney... He, I understood that he fell in love with this robot as a little girl, right? As a little girl, he was also a little girl. So, oh, so, okay, little now George. I'm getting it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wooden boy, also a robot. robot. Yes. Right. Yes. Now, get ready. <clears throat> Vampire. Robot. Robot, right. Yes. Now, little boy, little girl, which means little girl equals Robot. Robot. So George Clooney is also a robot. He's also a robot. That's what this is. Everything equals being a robot. Yes. Because George Clooney used to be a little girl. Yeah. Which makes him a robot. Because yes. all little girls yes, are robots. All little girls are robots. Or they're fucking George Clooney. Yes. But when you saw her years later, decades later, that decades. should have gone away. For instance, there have been many scenes over the years of Wendy Darling seeing Peter Pan again when she's an adult, right? And each time the actress has been able to convey feelings of regret. Um, you know, a I'm sorry, are we talking about a Peter Pan movie now? Which version? Are you just, you're saying the actress. Which one? Actress, what yeah. movie? There's like 10,000 Peter Pan movies. Yeah, I don't know which one she's talking about. She's I don't know either. She's talking about the musical? She's talking about Hook? She's <laughs> talking about freaking uh, Finding Neverland that did not do well on Broadway? Yeah, but the movie was really good. 
And Freddie Highmore was in it. Shamefulness for having grown up, right? Having let people. No, she said, right, right, right. But we hear it again. And she's an adult, right? And each time the actress has been able to convey feelings of regret, um, you know, shamefulness for having grown up, right? Having let Peter down. And also just a wistfulness for time past, right? Never once has been like, you know, thought that Wendy was like, hey, Peter, I'm okay with still making out right now. Fly over here, right? That was, that's never been in there. What? So I don't understand why this movie just... Snow making out? Like, no, Peter, like, in freaking, uh, like, Wendy, like, making out or something. I don't know. What? what? I thought she said Snow making out. Snow. Like, Snow White just shows up, and she's like, okay, you can make out with Snow White, but not me. Yeah, maybe. That's what it sounded like. That's a twist. <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> See that again. Um, and also just a wistfulness for time past, right? Never once have you been like, you know, thought that Wendy was like, hey, Peter, I'm okay with Snow making out right now. Still making out. Oh, still. Not still. Snow. No. She's not okay with snow making out. No. That's not all right. No. She's okay with still. Still making out. Fly over here, right? That was t- That's never been in there. Why so would it be? That's not the story. I know. Reject that here, right? George, Clooney ca- George Clooney's character <laughs> should have moved on. So I think that that should have been addressed. That He never progressed mat- uh, in terms of his maturedness, maturity, maturedness. once he left Tomorrowland. That he was still a little boy. Uh, okay. So he's a little boy now. So yeah. he was a little girl, and then he turned into a little boy. First of all, how does that mean he didn't progress? Nobody said that he was still in love with her. No. He never, no one, ever no said ever he was said still that. in love with no, her. No one he, ever said that. He had a past with her. Yeah. He, You know, as she was dying, <sighs> maybe he remembered the past. Yep. And, you know, he spent a pretty long time hanging out with this thing. Yeah. So maybe he was sad when it had to die. That also brings me to the thing. I'm going to sidetrack real quick. You saw Big Hero 6? Yes. Robot? Yes. Boy. Yes. Robot dies, sacrifice Robot dies, sacrifices itself. Yeah. Simone cried. Right. But Tomorrowland same exact situation. Robot boy or man. Yeah. Robot has to die, sacrifice itself. Yeah. And Simone well, I cried at the end. But not at that part. I didn't cry at that part. That's what I'm saying. And what was the difference? Same exact situation. Yeah. I'm just I wondering. Like, what? Why do you think one had more of an emotional connection to you than the other? No. Because, oh, I know why. Because in Big Hero 6, like, you know, uh, Baymax was built by his brother. So it's like the only thing left of his brother died, sacrificed himself. So right. now, like, he's without his brother and also without, you know, what his brother created. So now he's got nothing and, left of his brother. And his best friend. Yeah. What do you see missing in Tomorrowland from that? There is no romance. There's no romance. There's no... Attra- I mean... There's no attraction. No, she's no a fucking robot. Yeah. but he was friends with her. They yeah. hung out a lot. Sure, when he was little, he had feelings because he didn't understand what the hell a robot is. Yeah, <laughs> really? I, know. I mean, he, he does, was, but he doesn't. Young, he didn't know. You know, it's got emotions, of course. Yeah. But when he was older, you never see it. You only see him looking back on the past and going, "Wow, yeah. I, I can't believe that this thing that existed for all this time in my life." Is killing herself now. I'll never ever get to see this thing, person, robot again. Yeah. So yeah, it's a sad moment for him, yeah. but it draws no emotional attachment from the audience. No. Because of the fact that he's not fucking in love with her. No, he's not in love with her. That is exactly what I'm trying to say. There's no inappropriate anything. 
uh, you know, and that's a serious development, developmental problem. And even though he was a wonderful inventor, although I'm curious to know how he got so good at inventing things, because considering that he, you know, he didn't, he, his first invention didn't work, and he never solved the problem for his first invention. A, another robot fixed it, so I, I think that would be a nice thing to see <laughs> yeah, as well. No. Yeah, that was he annoying. Was very advanced. He's like, I fixed in terms it. Of his te technological abilities. No, he, he was no, not I, advanced at all. In fact, he was. Uh, stuck in the mindset of a child, which he should have, because oh, as you might have no. seen when he left Tomorrowland, they did it in a very brief little shot. He was a teenager when he left Tomorrowland. So right there, he should have gotten over the Athena situation. I mean, I'm sure it looked like there were lots of other people in Tomorrowland in its heyday. Someone else should have ca caught his eye. He should have realized that he it was appropriate to yeah. have romantic feelings towards a small child. And um, I think that he doesn't! talked about Maggie Gyllenhaal recently saying, what? I've what? been told Wait, at 37 I'm too old to play the love interest for a 55-year-old man. Well, look at George Clooney. Now he has love interests that are like 12. I mean, it's getting... Did she say that? No, she's saying that. Obviously something happened to her. Yeah. There's no, why is she so weirdly emotional about yeah, this? Yeah, this, this something happened to her. Something happened to her. What the problem is, is she wants it back. Thing out of yeah, control. she does. So it's inappropriate <laughs> to show that kind of affection from his side towards a small child. But then the movie doubled down and had her have romantic feelings for him. Oh my and god! It's a very bad thing to put out. No, uh, to have out, uh. to have out there, have it depicted that way. But like, oh, oh, you know, not only are his uh. romantic, uh, you know, uh, feelings towards this little girl. You know, you can't. Someone could say, well, don't tell me they're inappropriate because you know what? Maybe the little girl feels the same way about me. I think we owe it to our How are you putting that in there? I know. True feelings. And you're like, no. She's got big knockers. It's a child. She's so got big knockers. It's a very inappropriate uh, romance that oh, wasn't God. depicted was no correctly, She's accurately, insane. or responsibly. Responsibly. Very you cunt. Bringing that in again. saying goodbye. I was like, George Clooney, if you kiss that little girl, you I'm cunt. You lose it. You uh, cunt. I think that they made it seem too much like he wanted to. Even you cunt. Really didn't. You cunt. Oh, it was really a bad idea. All right, so it was like next before coming right on me. Different, you know, specific people involved with the movie. I just want to touch on the ending of the film. Just the a tip: that these pins are going out there to people. You know, the dreamers, these little robot kids have found uh, to, kids. to have entrance to Tomorrowland. And I thought you this was a surprisingly elitist view <laughs> for Disney. I mean, for instance, it's like Disney building the happiest place on earth and then putting a bouncer at the front door, right? I mean, it was a place that everyone was allowed to come. And yes, come? you know, yeah. not every. every okay. For two things. First. Okay, that's the consistency I need for it to be thick and white. Second. <laughs> no. If they let everybody into Tomorrowland, then what's, what's the difference between Tomorrowland and Earth? Yeah. Why would they do that? Let me ask you. Who do you want in Tomorrowland? You want the, the, the creative thinkers, the dreamers, the people who are going to make this world a better place. Right? Yes. Okay. Do you fucking need... The women who were fighting on the line on Soren. No, why the hell would we want them? <laughs> Do you want those that the bitch who was hitting the the other bitch with the umbrella on fucking Test Track? No. That you <laughs> is that what you want no. in Tomorrowland? That's what about terrible. what about that cunt who's stealing strollers recently? Oh god, the fucking <laughs> throw them. But why would you have an eighteen hundred dollars stroller? That's I agreed. Agreed. Do you want any of those people in Tomorrowland? The people no. who, who go out and frivolously buy, they frivolously spend their money on $1,800 strollers? No. Hell no. Is that who you want fucking creating? No. You don't want them. What about that dude who left his kid out to burn in the sun while he went and fought with people in the pool? Yeah, that's fucked up. How about, you want that guy? Nope. How about his kid? 
Do you want anybody in that fucking goddamn fucking Tomorrowland? No! Nope. Hell no. Of course we need to not let everybody in. If we let everybody in, then there's no point of having a Tomorrowland! And it's like uh, everybody gets a gets a, a trophy or something. <laughs> like Everybody gets a medal. But she doesn't get the concept of the movie. Mm-mm. It's not about not letting people in or letting people in. It's not about that. The whole fact is that they're fucking, they have this secret place where they create things away from government rule. Yep. Don't you think that if you let everyone in, suddenly a government will happen? I mean, look what happened here. Nick's happened here. That's what happens when you let people rule and you don't leave it to fucking anarchy. You get a fucking evil dictator who fucking decides, hey, these are the fucking people who we want in our goddamn fucking place. Or, Or how about let's isolate everybody and keep everyone stuck inside this one area, planet, country. Let's isolate everyone so no one can get in or out. <clears throat> That's what you get when you yep. get to Tomorrowland. Yes. You get Nix. Yep. You get Nix. You get somebody who hates pretty much everyone except for rich white males. Yep. You get Governor Nix. Governor Nix. Terrible. Everybody is not, uh, you know, 100% pure, but the idea of Disney himself and what he created was that everyone could get there, to have faith in people, you know, who they are inside. No, it was that everybody could ride the rise, not that everyone could get there. He wasn't saying, hey, let's get the fucking homeless people off the street and bring them into fucking Disney World. In fact, if he wanted to do that, he wouldn't have put prices on things. It would be free. And that if you just give them the opportunity, they'll rise to the occasion, right? So nope. that's not what was conveyed here. Because it's not what they wanted! You're still stuck on this crummy doomed rock, or this crummy dimension. It's because you just aren't enough of a dreamer. No. So with that, I had a big problem with. It's not because you're not a dreamer, it's because you're fucking pessimistic and you want to kill everybody. I know. And by, by the way, every time there's a society of people who thinks they're better than everyone else, how does that turn out, right? That does not work out well for anyone. Uh, that's the, gonna be the sequel to Tomorrowland, World War Three, where they invade and decide to take everything over, and that's kind of what Hugh Laurie's character decided to some degree, right? And that's so why they fucking got rid of him. Same mentality going forward. It's like you guys didn't learn anything. Uh, the other thing is, is that I think it's a mistake to present tomorrow and in, and being an inventor with only being, you know, like this happy-go-lucky pure soul and like the business and you know c- caring about money and you know those aspects ta- are what is, what? Uh, you know the root of all evil i think that's a really immature incorrect who, view who talked about money takes to, no when does you know, that happen have your dreams come true right and there's never discussion of money in this movie you have a dream that what, is, you know, what movie did she watch getting people to invest money in you and actually you know building something <laughs> concrete you're then fine you don't need those other is what? this really a review for disflix i'm so confused <laughs> or wdw Oh, yeah. Is that what she's reviewing? That's probably what it is. And I'm oh. like, when the hell do they ever talk about that? <laughs> but if you want to have a product, uh, you know, you need the business sense. I mean, this is something that Walt himself learned. What is happening uh, here? Instance, anybody who's a big Walt fan knows the story of Oswald the Lucky Rabbit and that that was stolen from him through... Uh, yes, we uh, all know that. What are you going on about, you psycho bitch? ...away from him. And the distributor also stole most of his animation his animation staff away from him. So he was hard. Tried train ride back from New York City and he came up with the idea of Mickey Mouse. He was at a very low These point. These are so moist and so good. ...business standpoint. Pretty good shows your ball. For instance, just look at his interactions with P.L. Travers. Uh, 
the, the writer of Mary Poppins is depicted in the recent movie Saving Mr. Beck's fantastic hey, movie. I think a much better depiction of Walt Disney as oh, a man. Oh, God. Now, actually. Actually. <laughs> it's actually pretty much not even close to depicting Walt. No. At all. In the correct way. No. He, they made him like this happy, love, happy-go-lucky, lovable guy, and they made her more of a cunt. Yep. She just she didn't want the fucking movie made. Yep. She didn't go okay. No. She never went okay. In fact, at the end, in real life, she did cry in the movie theater. That was real, but it was because they ruined her fucking work. Oh. It wasn't because she liked it so much she had to cry. <sighs> but you know, that was the more real depiction, wasn't it? Yeah, I Grace guess so. Randolph. Yeah. Stinks. Some of you might say, <clears throat> you know, he wasn't ruthless, P.L. Travers, that was made up. But you, there's no denying that he lo- made promises to P.L. Travers that he had no intention of keeping and didn't keep. But it's not like he changed his mind. He made the promises he need to, needed to make to get the deal he wanted. Uh, also, some of you have said, oh, well, you know, he wasn't yeah. a misogynist and he wasn't an anti-Semite. Oh, I don't think boy. he was to a, to a villainous degree. Her, her speaking has instance, gotten he had way two worse. Daughters. He just said, she just said, she just said, he wasn't an anti-Semite to a villainous degree. <laughs> to a villainous degree. Then being an anti-Semite is pretty bad. How I mean, about if you're an anti-Semite at all, it's, it's, it's villainous. It is villainous, no matter what. <laughs> no, that's a, you can be an anti-Semitist. Anti-Semitist. <laughs> an anti-Semin man. I said, yeah, I know, semening, like, semening all over the place. <laughs> but, like, What? <laughs> Oh, oh, and now she's going to talk about this. Listen, so she, so he's, she's saying Walt had two daughters, and... And he didn't raise either one of them to continue his legacy or work in the company, right? Instead, he took uh, his do- uh, daughter Diane's husband in to run the company after him, Ron Miller, and Ron Miller did an absolutely horrible job. He was a- With that part is true, the very last thing she said. Yeah. But don't you think that if they wanted to fucking work for the company, they would have just worked for the company? They would have. One of them died, though. That, that's the other thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of them was dead. So is, does that make him a misogynist? No. Because he, one of his daughters is dead? No. Did she have, like, cancer or something? I that that sucks. And well, but, you know, that makes him a misogynist, though. Yeah, I guess How about, so. He, what about Mary Blair? He, like, like he, he, Was she not an important person in the company? She was so fucking important. <laughs> I mean, she's, like, freaking the creator of, like, the most iconic ride at Disney ever. Yeah, and fucking she was an artist and fucking a t- shit ton of the movies while he was alive and running the company. If he was a misogynist, do you think that he would have given her a job doing something so important? Or do you think that she would have stayed a secretary? Yeah, and freaking, like, he, like, hired two Jews to write the, all of his iconic music. There you go. Two Jews. Two Jews. Two Jews! Two Jews and a woman. Like, Two you know, Jews or, or and like, at least a woman. We don't know how many. No. At least. There's so many people that he hired to be like, you know, like head of whatever, like who are women, who are Jews. Yes. You know, or maybe even women Jews. Women know? Jews! Yeah, so let's, what the fuck? Let's not get crazy here. <laughs> not to a villainous degree. That's villainous. Yeah. Horrible, horrible. You know, he was one of the reasons that Disney was derailed until Michael Eisner came on board. So you see a lot of instances of someone, you know, again, he's not, he shouldn't be vilified. He was a product of his times. But I think that it's important not to look at Walt through rose-colored glasses. Oh, I don't. He was a piece of shit and an asshole and he treated his fucking people like jerks. But. But he was a genius. He, and he wasn't a fucking anti-Semite. No. Like, that's... There's a difference. Everything's black and white. It's either he's an anti-Semite or he's a fucking god. 
How about he's a god kind of in certain ways, but he had his problems. But that wasn't one of them. Why does that have to be one of them in her oh, fucking head? God. Understand the man for both his, his wonderful qualities and his faults. He was a complex, intricate individual. Also, his brother Roy helped get... A- By the way... Being an anti-Semite doesn't is if, if that's what because that's what she's saying. He's an anti-Semite. Being an anti-Semite doesn't just make you a complex individual. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it just it, being an anti-Semite means you're a fucking horrible person. Yes. <laughs> a lot of his things done from the business standpoint, right? He got Walt the financing he needed. Here goes the he convinced again. the banks that oh, Walt's uh, ideas were sound, and I don't think Roy would get a pin. So I just think that this. Why would Roy get a pin? Yeah, why wouldn't he get a pin? Roy would have definitely gotten a pin. Yeah, Roy would have gotten a pin. You don't think Walt would have given Roy a fucking pin? Oh, yeah, he's definitely, yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, God. This movie has a very, again, not an appropriate or realistic view of what it takes to be this kind of dreamer that they're uh, putting on a pedestal that Walt's supposed to inspire. If you want to be a successful inventor, you need to not only be creatively, uh, you know, very, very creative, but you need to be business savvy as well. Both of those things are important. All right, so let's move on to the different people associated with the film. We're going to start with Brad Bird, because even though I think Damon Lindelof is the primary... I'm going to stop right here. If you want to listen to the rest of the video, I'm going to put it up on the thing. The rest of it is psychotic, too, but we're running out of time. We got to go. But let's let's wrap this all up. What do you think of behind the trailer? She's, she's terrible. <laughs> I can't stand listening to her. She doesn't know what she's talking about. She's just making shit up. Apparently, like, robots are boys and girls or ants <laughs> and who are also probably robots and, and dumplings. Or robots. Uh, I gotta tell you something, Simone. I feel like we're gonna see more of Grace oh, Randolph. God, I can't stand her. I can't uh, believe she got as many views as she did. It makes me sick. It's, it's mind-boggling. In the least, it's mind-boggling. I don't get it. Next time we talk about a movie... I'm going to look to see if she did a review of it, because I can't wait to see what she has to say. terrible. I hate her. I hate her. Not a fan. Oh, so that was our show today. Tomorrowland. You heard Escape from Tomorrow last week. We'll be moving on to other things next week. But before you go, I just want to let everybody out there know that uh, we've decided to actually, well, two years ago... We jumped on the bandwagon of the of the Amazon affiliates. All you know, all you would have to do is click on the banner or, or on a product, and whatever you buy, the podcast gets a certain percentage of it from the company, not from you. Um, because again, taking from our fans is fucking disgusting. But taking from big businesses, fuck them anyway. They're getting a shit ton of money, and we have nothing. So that's what we. Two years ago, we signed up for the program, but we are lazy fucking shits. It wasn't until today that I realized, oh, I have this thing and I've never used it. So I re-signed up and everything. So now, every time an episode is released, we're going to promote something that might have to do with the episode on Amazon. Now, you don't have to buy that thing. But if you click that link or the banner at the top right of the page, anything you buy will help out this podcast and it won't cost you a fucking dime. Yes, and that'll help everybody out. Yes, and when I say ha- help out this podcast, for those, especially for those of you who are coming to the cabin for our meetup, that means more meat, more alcohol. So keep that in fucking mind because we're paying for the space and for the, all that other shit. Plus, there's a lot of shit that we're giving out for 
free, which I'm fine with. I would never charge you guys for all this swag that we're giving out. We have stuff from Jillian's Travel Agency. We have stickers and other Ooh, fucking stickers. yeah, Mouse Ranch stickers. swag. So again, all you have to do is click a fucking link, and that's it. You don't have to do anything else. Click the link and do your regular shopping the normal way. And then this podcast will be helped out a little bit by that company. And then we could just take money from Amazon. Yay. <laughs> yes. And you guys will pay nothing because that's the way it should work. We should be paid from Amazon for doing nothing but promoting them. So this is what I'm going to do. Because today we were talking about Tomorrowland. Simone and I would like to promote, and you can click on it in the show notes, Tomorrow Dry Cow 10 milliliter three pack. That's right. For only $14.99 and you get free shipping. Free. You can get the Tomorrow Dry Cow. Essentially, Tomorrow is approved to deliver powerful bactericidal killing action against the leading mastitis causing pathogens. That's right. Streptococcus algacti. Staphylococcus aureus and Staphylococcus strains resistant to penicillin. It features Optisert, the exclusively easy-to-use syringe tip for parcel insertion after dark, which helps prevent contamination from teat surface bacteria and reduces damage to the teat structures. Oh, that's good. Dry cow is the only udder infusion, and udder that is U-D-D-E-R, infusion containing 300 milligrams of... Seprofrin benzathine in a 10 milliliter syringe. Use no later than 30 days before calving for intramammary infusion to kill mastitis, causing organisms in dry cows only. Not for use later than 30 days before calving. Milk from treated cows must not be used for food during the first 72 hours of calving. 42 day slaughter withdrawal. <laughs> So is there I, is there such a thing? Is there if there's this is for dry cow? Are there wet cows? Um, well, yeah, there are. Oh, what about those cows that are just waiting to fucking you know yeah. get fucking mounted? Oh, those are wet cows. So get this for your sick cow, or I guess mm-hmm. when they're having a child, you're saving them from bacteria that might ha- come and like get in them or something. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't something know. about getting strep throat. <laughs> Or staph infection. Yeah, the, you did some pretty good, uh, pretty good work with like pronouncing I, all those. Like, I tried. Terms. I knew it was staph infection, but uh, the full word, you know, yeah, it's pretty whatever. Fourteen ninety nine. Not eligible for Amazon Prime, but you know, it doesn't really matter because I know you're not going to actually buy that. So if you're buying anything this week, click on Tomorrow Dry Cow, and then you can search the rest of the website. Yes. You know, as long as you don't click back out of it at any Unless time. Unless you own Dry Cows. Yeah, then you can definitely get the Tomorrow Dry Cow. Or again, the top right-hand corner of the website, you'll see that there's a banner, and you don't have to worry about the Tomorrow Dry Cow. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for listening to Mouse Rants. MouseRants.GQ to get to our website. There you can find all of our show notes, old episodes, new episodes, all kinds of different episodes. And if you want to take a look back, we're infusing all the old episodes with uh, relevant (laughs) Amazon purchases. So if you want to look back at that, there's a lot of fun things. I definitely suggest looking at... uh, the, what was the episode? The, the one, the episode where I talk about uh, the TTA travelers, because if you guys remember, we mentioned it in this episode: the big potato, the big potato, okay, big yeah. potato, big potato. Well, 
If you go and click the link on that episode, you could buy a potato. Oh, that's good. You could buy a fucking potato. Oh, one potato. Just Yay. one. But it's a potato nonetheless. So go back and check some of those stuff out if you're bored because they're there and they're not going anywhere. Again, our meetup is September 29th, September 30th, and October 1st. Book through Jillian at Jillian at AYWVacations.com. She is our sponsor. She is the best travel agent in the business. Again, she saved a shit ton of money for some people recently. So I highly suggest you go through her because she does everything that the other travel agents don't do. Plus, she'll say the word fuck. And that, you know, is fun. Yes. Everyone should, all travel agents should say fuck. Yeah, all travel agents say fuck, but they don't. Only Jillian at aywvacations.com. If you're not going through a travel agent, you can always email us with your information to let us know you're coming so we can put you on the docket. And that's at mouserants at gmail.com, and that's where you can send all your hate mail as well. If you're mad about something or if you want to talk about Tomorrowland, I don't give a shit, but you can write us there at mouserants at gmail.com. Again, rate and review us five stars on iTunes. Just type in our name. It's that easy. With that, Simone, is there anything else you have left to say? Dry cows. Dry cows. That's right. Tomorrowland, I mean. I mean about... I mean about Tomorrowland. Everything is robots. Everything is robots. And fuck Gabe. Yeah. And Josh, too. Fuck yeah, them all. Yeah, they stink. Fuck that show. And fuck Grace Randolph, bitch. Take us out, Simone. Later. Later, fuckers!
not pantyhose cast. I was going to say, welcome to Walt Disney World. <laughs> Walt Disney World. What the hell's happening oh, here? I don't know. <laughs> welcome to Mouse Rants. <laughs> Let's try it again. <coughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs>